Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. This is episode 14, and as we say every week, our episodes are full of spoilers, so if you haven't seen these movies, turn away. Yeah, uh, it's kind of just a necessity. Uh, this is not a uh, short review, spoiler-free review type thing. This is long-format conversation with us just talking about two recent features that we watched, and with that is going to be getting into all the all the deets, so be warned. Uh, and this week we had two two good movies. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed one, and I very much enjoyed the other. Um, I mean, they were... I mean, it they were... sounds like you said the same thing. I Okay, so so one I enjoyed more is what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. they they're both, they were both great. Uh, the, the So we, we picked them because pornography was at the at the center, uh, you know, of the concept for the, the story for these we're, films. This is a, a demonetized episode, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Not that we're monetized, but if we were, it would be. Because uh, this is, yeah, we're dealing with uh, pornography in both of these films. That's sort of the common thread. We've been very good at having double features that have similarities, whether it's through the way that they're shot or the subject matter. And so that's sort of the common thread between these two. Uh, but they both deal with it differently. But what I was mentioning with you right before we went live is that I think that they both need pornography to exist as a, uh, we'll call it an art form. Uh, in order for their movies to have more weight or levity or for them to exist in general uh, because of what they're dealing with. so Yeah, very true. Wayne uh, would absolutely agree with you that pornography is art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and if you haven't seen X, you'll find out who Wayne is later. Okay, so we're going to start <laughs> with Porno, um, directed by Keola Rosella. Um, mm-hmm. And according to the movie poster from the producer of Satanic Panic, who, if you saw Satanic Panic, uh, was a great, um, you know, uh, like a B movie, but on an A budget kind of horror comedy. Um, yeah, I never saw it. It was, it was, it was good. It was good. It was, just, you know, one of those like solid sixes. Like you'll, you yeah. might, re- you might reference it once or twice, and and it was, it was pretty funny. It had Rebecca Romaine in it. Um, as like okay. as like the villain, which was which was fun. Um, so yeah, so we have porno. We have uh, a group of sexually repressed Christians, super Christian mm-hmm. too. And we don't, I don't, I don't know if they said where this film took place, but I don't, for, re- I don't think there was ever an actual town. No, yeah, for Just me, a small yeah, Christian town. Yeah, for me, they were like oddly Christian. Like it must have been. Uh, a, 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 like a Bible Belt town, and like yeah, uh, and they they just kind of left that out, but that's fine. Um, and it's definitely set in the '90s, um, yes. Beca- because the two films that are that they're showing at their theater is uh, A League of Their Own and Encino Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both great movies in their own right. Uh, you know, Polly Shore might not be your thing, but uh, Gina Davis. You know, probably is. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Well, Gina Davis really, no, Gina Davis really is a is a puts me off. I, her yeah. head is so big, and her you know, mouth is real wide. It just creeps me out. No, no disrespect here to you know. <laughs> you know I just she. I think 
Maybe she reminded me too much of my mother. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, she kind of fell off the map after that uh, pirate movie with uh, Matthew Modine, I want to say. Okay. Um, was she... Uh, she wasn't ever, like, a sex symbol, though, was she? Oh, uh, she definitely was in the 80s, wasn't she? She was in, like, all of those... Like, uh, uh, The Fly. Um, okay. Then there was... Uh, uh, the one with, uh, they were aliens. It was Jeff Goldblum and Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, oh, sure, sure, sure. Right, 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 yeah. right. Okay. And uh, they were, oh, I mean, they were all, they're yeah. all Jeff Goldblum movies. It was like, hey, let's get Jeff Goldblum to be the to be the main guy. And they're like, okay, well, we definitely want Gina Davis in this picture. Right. Because she, Matt, she fits with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, because Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> weird and eccentric and Gina Davis... Do you believe that? It's... <laughs> sure. I think that's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyway. So porno, correct? Porno. Yeah. Porno. Yeah. All right. So yeah, when five teen employees at the local movie theater in a small Christian town discover a mysterious old film hidden in its basement, they unleash an alluring succubus who gives them a sex education written in blood. Uh, I didn't read this before watching it. I just knew that we were going to watch it, so I just went straight ahead. Uh, I think that's a fine tag. It kind of yeah, it's enough. It definitely doesn't give too much away, um, especially since I also didn't read this before we watched. And yeah. I, and I was I was like, oh, I think this movie is a lot like X, where they, these kids are trying to make a porno and and bad shit happens. <laughs> so you I'm were like, wrong. so I'm like, twenty minutes in, I'm like, wow, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, and I think the thing about porno is it kind of just, um, well, I don't know. It, it, uh, the fact that that is the events, that's a good descriptor of what's going to occur in the screen. But yeah. what they're, the way that they're doing it and the way that it unfolds is really what it's about. And the way that it handles all of that subject matter as far as how in your face it is, uh, how gory it is this is definitely a graphic movie and a lot of unique ways that you don't see in a lot of current films uh, this came in tw came out in 2019 is that right yeah 2019. yeah 2019 uh tvma not even r i imagine because of the scene that we, that we gonna, yeah, i love that it, scene. it was a great scene it was a great scene yeah and this character uh heavy metal jeff <laughs> who, love heavy metal jeff yeah, he reminds me a lot Oh, Paul Rubens and Buffy. Oh, sure, sure. Like yeah. his look, like the hair's long, his eyes are kind of like recessed and a little dark. Yeah. It had that kind of energy to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of 90s nostalgia in this movie, I think. And uh, and I mean, obviously, they, they did that on purpose. Like, we're in a, I think we're kind of in a 90s um, renaissance right now. Um, mm -hmm. At least it feels like we are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like with all the tape and the reels and i mean yeah. it was it was so awesome to see some of the things they they saw in this they showed us in this movie um like the projector room and um right yeah for me for yeah. me before I, digital yeah before there was nothing everything. no cell phones you know they they get locked in the theater they they can't even call for help or they don't even think to like pick up a phone so. right so, um, we start with 
the um, the theater uh, owner or manager um, who is who's like this devout uh, Christian. And I, I think, are they even like holding hands like in a circle, to, like doing a prayer right at the beginning? Um, uh, well, I mean, the the very, very first thing is that Abe and uh, the other kid, who I can't recall at the moment, but we'll find out in a second. Uh, but Abe and oh, Todd are, are watching the, yeah, into, yeah. watching two people have sex. And yeah. it's pretty gratuitous. There's nudity right out the gate. And like they're just really getting into it, sex scene watching from the window and it kind of pans out and you see a really into it todd not so into it or saying like we're gonna get caught let's get out of here let's get out of here and they 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 peel out on their bikes eventually they got to get to work and you see a drifter sort of his hand or whatever in the street and then we cut to the scene where yeah where the uh the manager of the theater is giving a bit of a prayer circle and he starts going through and he names all the characters kind of a neat neat way to introduce the characters because he says something sort of a comment about each one and you're kind of like this is how you can be- like you know what to expect or the backstory of each character without right. getting into a different way is is fun creative way to do it i don't remember all the things he says but the one that i thought was funny when he gets to chastity which is a great name uh in this christian porno themed movie right uh he's like lord please let chastity know that she does not need a ton of makeup to be respected as a new assistant manager or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and she like, and she like looks up like, what the fuck? Yeah. I, I know he's like, he's like, don't lose the keys. Cause so, you know, the last assistant manager, you know, lost the keys or, <clears throat> um, so, you know, you know that something is going to happen to the keys. Like he's setting that up. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> so uh, then yeah, they they're uh, all there they're all there they start talking about um well okay so so we actually get a lot of great character development in this movie um yeah all these guys have their own kind of shit going on um let me uh let me get their names here okay right so we already went through wow. abe and todd right they're we sort of like abe the closer ones Right. Um, and then there's Chastity, who's often referred to as Chaz. Chaz, yep. Um, so then we have Ricky, who mm-hmm. um, we see right away is probably Chastity's uh, love interest um, right. for, for the film. And um, we can assume he feels the same way like right away. So we're like, okay, these two are going to obviously be hooking up. Yeah, there's like um, shots of touching hands or like looks and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he just came back from being away he just got back right. in town or something right and then we have um heavy metal jeff of course who who says that that's not his name every time someone says hey heavy metal jeff he's got x's on both of his hands he's straight edge and he yeah, refers yeah. to it as my edge um <laughs> i'm and not he's gonna... like there's a scene where like uh chassis scares him and he's listening he's like she's like you're listening to heavy metal he's like it's not heavy metal it's, it's hardcore. hardcore. It's hardcore. <laughs> yes. It's hardcore. And like when, you know, when the scenes develop and the like the porn comes out, he's like, I'm not going to lose my edge for the for you. <laughs> for, yeah, yeah. It's a really good His stuff. character cuz he's so over the top and sort of obviously like the comic relief of it, but uh his performance is perfect with what is happening in the movie. Like I really liked it because it's innocent when it's supposed to be innocent. It's believable because they're all Christian 
uh, straight edge in theory or like a morally compassed youths and the way that they're all played and their progression through it is all very believable and convincing and none of them are too hammy or cheesy or over the top it's all sort of played not straight but uh normal and, and believable it's like that part of the immersion for me it was like yeah these are like this is what this group of kids do in this theater this all seems natural to me right it doesn't right. seem fake in any kind of way which happens a ton with like a lower budget or smaller released horror right well and and a, and a movie like this that is gonna be you know it's not, it's not really like a bottle episode but there's like there's like three sets you know it's like the lobby right. the lobby the theater and the basement and that's all you get for the or in the projector room so you've got oh in the bathroom okay so you got like five sets like you, they don't go yeah. anywhere they're in the theater the whole mm -hmm. movie um so they you know they're working they pair off they they're moving around the the theater yeah and it's friday night it's gonna be the thing and they just have to get through their work because they're gonna hang out they're... after because friday night is when they get to watch what they want to watch right so the whole time they're discussing whether they want to watch encino man or a league of their own um and the manager is going to come back at midnight to give heavy metal Jeff a ride home. <laughs> um, so, so we, so we know the time, you know, that's like the time limit, right? Like we right. know that yeah. the, the shenanigans or the hijinks uh, have to end by midnight or like, that's the, like the, you know, the parents kind of cut off for the film. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, they're, they're done and they're gonna, they're gonna put the movie in and, but they're in the lobby and this crazy homeless guy um, is is running about the theater. Yeah, and the drifter that the, was foreshadowed at the start is yes. now in there. And yeah, he's, he's like sort of, he's mumbling in the theater. And because Chastity's the ASM, she's the assistant now, like they're right. like, no, you're going to have to go deal with that. Right. <laughs> so yeah, he runs amok. He comes back out to the lobby. Uh, his shirt's now off and he's even more crazy. And yeah. he kind of runs through a... A, a, a hole in the wall. He yeah, it was a like a wall. it was like a curtain that was covering yeah. a hole in the covering... wall that was boarded up, and he yeah, just runs right slides. through the boards. Right. Yeah. And uh, so now they've got to go find him in in this uh, abandoned basement section of the theater, um, which turns out to be another theater. Right in there. There's yeah, like, like a, an, yeah, yeah, like an old and, yeah. yes, a second theater where there's and, other screens. There's yeah. old uh, posters, which we're going to see further into the movie. I don't think we see them all just yet. You know, they right, kind of uncover right. more and more. Uh, and then they find, uh, and they sort of like start to look around and split up a little bit here. And they find that there's an archive. There's yep. fire damage in this archive. And that's where they're like sifting through and just looking at, look at all this crazy stuff. And they see uh, a real case that sort of has a glow i can't remember who i whose eye it catches i think it's abe's. it's abe it's abe definitely abe yeah abe sees it and he's like what is this and it's like the one item that isn't damaged by fire it's a good reel and so he is holding on to it right so they um they don't find him i don't think no and... the hobo's gone yeah. uh well it'll be because i think they hear oh. noise and that's what draws them back out Yep. And then they run back upstairs, and the door's to, ajar. The door is closing as they come up, so they assume he must have ran out. And, They're like, uh, okay, so what are we watching? Jeff's like, okay, what am I playing for you? League of Their Own or Encino Man? 
And it's also hilarious that because they couldn't get the rights to these real films movie posters, they make their own movie posters in this. Yeah. And it's just like a dumb like art of those two things. It's yeah. hilarious. Uh, they also have uh, two mannequins in the lobby. One that's like in the peach, the the Georgia Peaches uh, <laughs> uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one that's like just like a long-haired something. A cheap caveman yeah, yeah, type yeah. thing. <laughs> um, so what are we going to watch? And Abe took the reel with him and he says, we're going to watch this. And yeah. Jeff's like, no fucking way am I playing that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They remind him that he has to do it because that's what the manager said. Um, and you wouldn't want to, yeah. you know, we'll tell him that you didn't play what we wanted and you don't want to be a liar. They like Christian, they like Christian guilt him into playing mm -hmm. the film. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, it, they cut to them sitting all next to each other in the theater with, uh, the beginning of this film. And it's, you see cloaks, you see fire, you hear bells, to me, this like really started to feel like uh, Suspiria with like the imagery. It's oh, like sure. like the ringing of the bell and sort of the, the crescendo, like xylophones and wispy-ish. Uh, like Goblin did the soundtrack soundtrack in the original Suspiria. And like if you are throwing a, a Halloween party or any party for that matter, but especially around Halloween, just get that fucking soundtrack and play it and it'll be the best party of your life. Also, also this, this film was excellently done. <laughs> the, yeah, the it was movie, awesome. so, so the movie they're watching in the movie, I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, I would I would watch the shit out of this, this movie. This is sweet. And it's, does uh, does Chastity say like is this an art film? Like someone yeah, asks, is yeah, this so an art says, film? And I, as I'm, we're like, yeah, this is this is like horror art like this is Or great. like what <laughs> RJ and X is saying, like this is artfully done pornography. Pornography, right, right. <laughs> um uh, yeah. yeah you start to see um uh, does they get right into it? Uh, right, they they start to see uh, nudity. Like I think the woman right. comes out and she starts to disrobe, and, and Jeff, Jeff cuts it, kills it, just turns it right off. Um, right. So it should be said at this point that uh, during some of the conversations, it's been alluded to um, that Todd uh, had some some kind of incident. Um, yeah, he did something. Did He's something like on probation. <laughs> involving some kind of sexual act or perversion. We don't really know. Uh, we can right. assume he was peeping, maybe, because that's what Abe and Todd were doing at the beginning of the movie. Um, but they don't really get into specifics. Right, uh, and that's like the kind of the interesting thing, too, about the way that it's a Christian town and they're dealing with these kind of themes is that the way that these... Uh, things are addressed in this community for the most part are sort of swept under the rug. We don't discuss this. It's just there. We don't acknowledge it. We This is what we are. This is what we're trying to do. And that doesn't, you know, you just, you, you repress it and hide it. And you right. move forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, that gets brought up again too uh, with, the, with one of the other characters. So uh, they're having a huge argument about it in the theater yeah, and... Jeff says curiosity turns to obsession, yeah. and he's like, he's the sage one that is always trying to put them on the right path of Christ. Right. <laughs> yes, and then the movie starts up again, and Todd's missing, <laughs> and he shows uh... something from the <laughs> projection room. I can't remember what he says. It must be yeah. something. It's it's funny, 
but he's like more or less like we're doing this and he yeah, turns yeah. it on. <laughs> uh and yeah, he locked himself in. Um so there it is. Uh the movie continues, uh except this time I think it's just uh the three of them cuz Jeff is not going to watch. He's he's tr- you know, he's banging on Yeah, the he probably trying. leaves. Yep. And there's like it's uh, all the reds and blues, much like what's going on here but more red and less pink. Uh, there's a minotaur in the scene. Yeah. There, there's there's naked butt. There's the girl. Yeah. So like the 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 man minotaur, his butt cheeks are hanging out. The the chick, as <laughs> full bush, full, full frontal, uh, huge bush. Full it, frontal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there is there's definitely some dong. Uh, when at when it like starts to chop up at the end, right? Um, right, yeah, they, they like just, it glitches out almost yeah, like the screen that's doing its thing. Yeah, they uh, sneak it in it's, there. It, but it's like it, the projector's actually like uh, glitching out, is breaking. Something's happening, I think, with the reel. Right, because um, he loaded it wrong or something. Right. So uh, it it ends um, with almost like this erotic dance of the the female lead as she's covered in blood and she's just like. Mm-hmm throwing blood all over the place it's like a ritual so, you know yeah. you hear the bells ringing in it they show show the bells there's bloodletting i don't know if dagger. she's running a knife on her body or if she's just getting dumped in blood yeah uh but yeah the dagger it's all ceremonial things the instruments as we <laughs> later find out right so so they all end up getting into the projection room yep uh todd lets them in because yep. now uh jeff sees the projector and he's like upset like, because if he broke it and he's got to yeah. fix it and uh if it's broken he's like uh what's the the man the uh, manager's name um mr pike right he's gonna he's gonna uh what's he say he's gonna explode my nuts if yeah he, if this projector's broken <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like his wording of it it's just like what <laughs> um and uh, some excellent foreshadowing um so well let's see what happens next we have uh yeah he kind of goes like yeah they all kind of split up again right um yeah because uh chaz and chastity and ricky kind of have some alone time and she's like telling him how it's kind of shitty that she didn't get a letter from him because he's been gone like they don't explain you're kind of getting a little bit more like what's going on even then they don't talk about it just that he wasn't around and he it's like he didn't write and she's feels like slighted i think he divulges that he uh met someone there uh yeah and jasmine i believe and then yeah that sounds uh, right yeah i think he says that he he has a girlfriend um i think they went back downstairs maybe in the in the archive right the abe and jeff are fixing the projector and i think they they get it to fix um but this is where chastity reads in the book there's also sort of a a version of a necronomicon more or less down there and she starts flipping through it and she reads about the succubus because i guess that's just what page it was on and starts describing the succubus and she reads a passage about how the succubus is called and how you remove it as far as gathering the instruments and saying right. the words and it can only be destroyed, be destroyed it can only its... brought in with all of those things and destroyed in its true form in its true form right so you get that little exposition and necessity for future events obviously the foreshadowing with that right um so what's going to happen next is there uh, next beat should be with todd uh where he is uh seduced by the succubi 
Right. In the succubus hallway. Succubus. I think it's succubus. Succubus. Because if you say plural, it would probably be succubi, right? Right. Sure. <laughs> Which is weird because there's no S. <laughs> all right. Yeah, uh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> Uh, so it's in the hallway with all the old movie posters. He's walking down it, and it's all these uh, porno flicks. So we know now this old theater used to be an old porno theater. Um, yeah, ten foot hole, ten foot pole. Ten foot hole, ten foot pole. That's the one the... looking at. <laughs> uh, and he's just walking down the hall, and he's checking out these movie posters, and then all of a sudden, uh, she's there, mm-hmm. and uh, and she seduces him. But it cuts away right before there's any action. Right. Um, I think she's like getting real close and I think she might grab him or like go to grab him or she's like taking off his belt or something right. of his pants. Yeah. And yeah, they get pulled away and they see him in the hall and they find him and he like they, they find him passed out. They find him like passed out and they think he pissed himself. And... He's like, I don't he says, I don't think it's pee, man. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I think Abe says that. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> So what's cool about this succubus is uh, apparently um, you, she only kills you or she only can kill you if, if um, you engage in the act, right? Mm-hmm. And this is right. why Todd doesn't die here is because mm-hmm. of the, uh, the premature ejaculation. It just, it just knocked him out. It didn't kill him. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, which I which I didn't put together until like the end of the movie or near the end. I was like, oh, that's why Todd didn't die, right? Because um, everybody you know else who dies kind of gives in, right? Succumbs mm-hmm. to her. Succumbs to her uh, seduction. Right. There's another one. It was there's all kinds of little one liners in there. Someone says something about how someone's mom dead. And I think Jeff oh. or someone says, like, prove it. Prove it. Yeah, Todd. Todd, Todd, yeah, Todd they make a joke about Todd's mom. He's like, my mom's dead. And Jeff says, prove it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of dark uh, black humor in it, like, with everything. Uh, and it's just, uh, <laughs> and it's just, it's not intentionally, uh, like, look at the screen and say the joke. It's just kind of in there. You either get it and appreciate it or you don't. And I think that's one thing that I appreciate because when a comedy is just kind of woven in, seamlessly where it's either you notice that look or you notice that little quip it's more rewarding to me whenever you do feel it and see it right i totally agree the the subtle comedy or or comedy that's just like well-written dialogue in a movie that's not necessarily billed as a comedy is just so much better than you know that when the when it's like supposed to be a laugh insert here kind of wink at the screen and give a nice little right. pause for the audience to laugh and recover and that that just seems you know so disingenuous right so uh the weird thing like you know a lot of things start to happen um they discover more stuff after this they see more posters they see the smoke em if you got them poster with the right. chick and the cigarettes the uh they see the body post- exposed right they see like a newspaper clipping of the fire or maybe the theater being um the theater being opened like the like at a near a desk and it's got like a couple guys at it and then you're like oh those are the guys who own the theater and they i reckon... can't remember that happens at some point that i don't remember if, if it yeah it happened at some point i don't know if it's just yet or i think what, it's but they bef- recognized i think it's definitely before the next ritual the next part of the ritual right, right. they yeah they see the 
the drifter crazy guy as like one of the owners that's of one the of the theater. owners of the theater yeah. yeah um they discover the bells that are in the leather satchel case that's in that archive room so they're like starting to see some of the instruments uh that were in that one film that they were watching uh, and this is where chastity sees ricky as sort of a, a sexy baseball guy he's wearing his got his eye black he's got his, his right what was was it polyester is what little league uniforms all were yeah, but like yeah. i remember wearing it and it was like this the grossest stuff but yeah he's got all this stuff on and she's drawn into it and like i think she even puts his her hand on him but something breaks that uh that interaction there also right right and she run and she like runs off and then sees mm -hmm. him in the lobby and screams because how can he be in two places at once and so now right. she she's like something really fucked up's going on mm -hmm. she's like oh i saw you there i touched your and she like cut us off <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you can't address those things right um i think they make their way back to the theater yeah, the porno, the video is running because I think they're all in the thing. Weird things have happened now with Todd, with Chastity. It's awkward noises and things like that after the video. And they, I think they're up at the, uh, and they're outside the, the theater and they see the flashing of the screen. And so it's like the, the video is running now. Uh, the movie is running without them being in there. And so that brings them back into it. Um, uh, that's uh, technically, I think that's where they see the the full frontal penis uh, imagery is in that part right there. At least I, I took note of that because that's what I do. Right. Uh, and Jeff says, uh, nope. <laughs> and he, like he sees that and he's like, yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm not watching this. Yeah. Uh, and they all get to the office uh, and discover that the keys are gone. Right. Right. Or and no, no, she, where... she left him in the door. Well, right. She left right. them in the door because they were they locked oh, the guy they, out. They go to the office. And so now for the they go back pair. to the door yeah. and they're gone. They go to the office for the back pair and their the key box that the manager showed her earlier is now empty. And this is now where they start looking around the office because there's they're weirded out about what's happening in the in the theater, and they discover the the locked um, cabinet, and inside it is a VHS camcorder right right yes um and they 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 find all these tapes there's tons of tapes and they hook up the camcorder to the tv and they're like well let's see what these are and mm -hmm. it's a, a woman coming into the bathroom and taking a pee right <laughs> mr and pike is voyeuristically watching the women's the women's room. restroom yes right. um and then they uh they set the <laughs> do they they hear him come in yeah i think they're starting to hear noises i don't remember if they get locked in there or why they're in the office but they can't uh i'm not sure why they stay in there maybe they lock themselves in or they get locked in but uh into the office but yeah they they then discover the the people that right. he would set the camcorder on to of that bathroom. Right. And so then they hear Mr. Pike show up and he goes uh right to the restroom. Right. Uh, right to that stall. And now right and now stall. we're watching through the peephole camcorder what's happening to him and the succubus. Yeah, because they there. set it up to recreate to see is this really what he did and you see that that's how he laid it yeah. in there. 
they have the video feed and so they're watching it the use of the technology to like see how that's discovered because i remember like when we first got a camcorder my parents had access to one or got one i can't remember how it happened but you'd plug in your your av and you'd connect it to the tv and you would put it on mode and you would like we're like whoa this is cool as shit like it's a fun exploratory thing it's yeah. just neat and it's something that is just so commonplace and easy because it's all in your phones right here yeah so the idea of having video uh as sort of this nostalgic new experience that these kids are exploring uh as they're working on the cedar that was really neat so yeah you see him go into the restroom and uh and then he's joined by uh the succubus shows up i can't remember what form she takes though uh, I think it looked just like the succubus. It was the, the okay. her yeah, actual the woman. like yeah yeah the, the yeah because she sort of has woman. that like yeah. feathery pelty cloak and then she yeah. probably took it off and what's uh, what's great about this is so they start to connect and and he's fallen for it and um, so she she turns him around and bends him over <laughs> yeah and so like and you're like oh that's what Mister Pike is into. <laughs> yeah does someone say you're gay like mr pike you're gay like i can't remember uh but someone's so, like what is going on <laughs> like, so this doesn't go on for very long this no. doesn't go on for very long before the so we get some sort of just blood explosion um basically across the across his chest across the inside of the stall yeah well you see the demon hand on his chest oh right and then right you see it disappear down and then, like, he's, like, getting more worked up and more worked up. And then you just see the blood splatter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then they all scream and they try to get out. And um, is this where he tries to, he tries to like, break the window with the turnstile? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. Uh, where he's gonna. Right. Uh, before they run out or... As they're running out, you cut back and you see the succubus, and the succubus is just uh, holding the penis of right. Mr. Pike. Yeah, she's just like, just like, she just ripped it off, and she's like holding it. And it's like, yeah, that's a penis. Like, it's <laughs> it's just it's a prop penis that she's just holding. She ripped it right off. Yeah, and he's dead. Uh, so yeah, they go back and uh, they want to break the door down, but Jeff is like, no, 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 you can't just destroy the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um and this is and this is where it gets, you know, even crazier obviously. So like we've seen the first murder now. Um and you know, uh Chastity's kind of putting things has put it together at this point. Um I think they make their way back to yeah. the theater again. Well, they're they're around there and this is where the the highlight scene is going to take place. Like uh, Jeff talks to them and he, he, he mentions here the, I don't think he mentioned it earlier. He might've, but he has this, uh, this mantra, the CBTL uh, Christ bears the load. Christ and it's sort of load. like whenever there's person, something you have to persevere, you just know that CBTL, like let Christ carry that for you or that he can, he's there to, to support you in your time of need. And if you just, you know, focus on that energy um i think they're all still in the the general lobby, the lobby again because this is now where uh jeff sees the succubus and this is where we have our scene the succubus appears to jeff as the poster 
for the film that we saw downstairs, the Smoke Him If You Got Him. Like, at first, at first, she just tries to seduce him in her regular robe thing, uh, I uh, think. And he's like, he's like, no. CBTL. Like, I think he might say it. He might say Christ yeah. loads. He's like, nope, you're not going to get me. I've I've done too much. I'm too yeah. hardcore for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to break my edge for you. Right. And <laughs> so then she transitions. And he's also, he's a former smoker. That was also one thing that was mentioned earlier. He right. freaks out because he, he runs outside the back door. When the kids are smoking, he's like, Do I smell cigs. And he freaks out. <laughs> he takes them. He throws them against the wall. Yeah. Uh, so she shapeshifts into that art from the poster where she's got leather jacket and she's got two cigarettes. Yeah. And then and she's just smoking. And he's like, no. <laughs> like it's, yeah. he's combining everything. And then she like she opens the jacket a little bit to expose herself. And she's just smoking. And he's like, no. Yeah. No. And he fights it. Yeah. He does and successfully then, then, fight it. And that's what causes what she does next. Right. If you wanted to grab it for us. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You hear, uh, you hear like a, like an explosion combined with like a pop, and he just like hunches over and grabs his nuts and just screams at the top of his lungs. And then you can see her in the background, and she just has her fist in the air like this, like yeah, she did that, you know. And then yeah, she just closed her fist. Yeah. And you hear this awful noise, and he crumples. Yeah, and then and then she does it again, <laughs> and he, he he now he's on the ground, and uh, she exploded his nuts. She, yeah, she she, <laughs> she leaves I think after that, and all the yeah, kids come out. Yeah, and he's like, she exploded him. my nuts, and uh, so Ricky, Ricky, yeah, Ricky. Ricky uh, they're like, does, well, we gotta, we have, we need a tourniquet, and I'm Rick, like, this isn't gonna be like. What do you? You're not gonna tourniquet anything. Like, I don't think anything's gonna happen. Cause you, and but they then they start showing a shot where you see blood st- stained crotch. Yeah. And then you see, okay, we're gonna take off the pants. I'm like, okay, the boxers are all red. I'm like, we're not gonna. Oh, they're taking off his boxers now. Yeah. Oh my god, what am I seeing? Yeah. Okay, so we have and we have like actual practical effects. There's two testicles with uh you know connected uh going back up in and then the sacks are are busted open the penis is there like yeah and he's and he's got, laying there yeah he's like i need some string <laughs> he's like he's like touching him and just manipulate him like i uh, he takes a bone he like tries to like set it back in the void that used to be his sack yeah I'm like oh my god like i'm squirming but i'm cracking up laughing oh, when i'm watching it because it's so fucking great this scene is amazing. The scene is amazing, and yeah, no he, one ever does it this like in your face, practical, and just like uh, casually, like this is what's happening. Yeah, like his nuts blew up. They have to, they have to do something. They have to apply <laughs> some kind of first aid. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so he gets a string and he wraps it around, wraps it around, and he ties it, he ties it real tight. And for the rest of the movie, um, Jeff is pretty is like hobbling and like super yeah. super pale the extra made him extra pale looking uh yeah, he, like... he tightens in he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ties it like shoelaces it has like the bunny ears yeah he yeah he, he does yeah it's uh, yep exactly <laughs> oh man yeah, uh, so that was hilarious scene. okay so we're we've got to be coming up on the the ritual part two i think this is where they go back to the theater and i think uh the old man is there 
Or does he uh, somehow? Uh, does he? Does he trap chastity? I think I there might be like a small break here, um, because this is where uh, Abe goes to the glory hole, and then they're going to the theater. Because uh, this is where Abe is now taken into that other dimension, or like things happen, or because he does the glory hole scene, uh, right? I think that's the like the very end, right? With with Abe and uh, Todd. Well, they're going to the theater, and then the drifter sees. Yeah, I mean, there could be something that's happening there. Because well, the because the the drifter the drifter's finale, like his he finishes the ritual or whatever that happens before the end, or is that the end? I can't. Uh, I can't, that's I like can't right remember. Before. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's right before. And the plus, end. also like. Uh, Todd disappeared, right? Right. They don't know what they don't have Todd anymore. So well, there was a, there was a portal, right, that they ran into. Portal. Yeah, wasn't there like? Yeah, there, there is there, there is a there is a, a vaginal portal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's after. Uh, and that's what put Abe and Todd and Rick and Jeff uh, Jeff into the right because Ricky and into, Chastity are the ones that end up. Needing to that end up needing and... to, to to kill the right, right, right. But uh, Todd disappears, and so that whenever they go back into the theater, Todd's now like shackled up, right, with the crazy, with, with old, the crazy old guy who's trying to, um, mm-hmm. right. And I think that's like, to call... at, yeah, it's after the yeah. Well, this, this is all happening, but yeah, yeah, this is like the next thing that's happening, the next beat. Right. Um, there's a scene with Abe in the glory hole, and I can't remember how it fits into stuff like where he goes and he has his like. Uh, his sexual experience with the succubus. Right. His, uh, his, yeah, because he, she near pukes miss. into his mouth. Remember? Right. She, <laughs> she pukes blood into his mouth. Yeah. Like, and it's like long stream, just yeah. going, going, going. And then they, and they find him and they pull him out of there. Oh, right. Because he was just going, he was just going for it. He, he was, he, there was no resisting mm-hmm. for Abe. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. He fell right into it. Yeah. And just let it happen. So yeah, they oh. go to the theater, and that's where the guy is doing the the ritual to bring the succubus out because he's like it's this theater, and this is what he has to do. So he's got all the things, and I think he starts cutting up Todd, right? Like because he needs the blood. Well, he cuts some. He cuts some. He, cuts some the... he yeah, he cuts some symbols on him on on his own bare chest. Then he cuts some symbols on Todd. Right. Um, and then that's what brings the succubus to uh, to full uh, existence right. in their and world. It, and it expo- it explodes him, right? Like it. it grows like yeah. out of the old guy yes um, yeah he she is birthed out of his body yeah uh, and then which, that's where that was uh, she take she i think she takes them into uh she like causes the the vaginal portal uh and she takes them into it i think well she takes todd and then the other two run in after todd right and it's like sort of like in their transferred into this like theater of the past yeah, or like uh, alternate dimensional seemingly. theater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they, they like they look, try they to, try run to out, leave, they run out. They try to leave, and yeah. it's like all the townspeople like look at the the door and start screaming with mm-hmm. their eyes glowing, and then they all explode. Right, they all explode. Yeah. So they're like stuck in there. Uh... <clears throat> but they need to get yeah, Todd. Sort of they like need to get weird... Todd out of there, and Todd is the villain of the of the. The, of the alternate world like he's possessed um by some kind of yeah. 
other demon, right? He's not Todd mm-hmm. anymore. Um, so what, that's what they need to do is is to fight off this demon and get with real Todd back to reality where Chaz and Ricky are, because Chaz read the book, they have to get the demon or the succubus into her true form so that they can kill her. Um, so they have Ricky, who has yet to have an encounter with the succubus, um, have mm-hmm. his encounter with the succubus. Yeah, he, he calls for the demon... And I think Chastity's hiding uh, in like the right outside the stage because it's sort of like a normal theater stage where there is a uh, actual height to it, and she's like in front of it, cowering or waiting for something to happen. So everything that Ricky's doing with the succubus as he tries to call it uh, is going to happen up there, and she's not watching, and which is to his benefit because he wants to continue what's happening there. Uh, <laughs> and I think so... that's more or less it. Where like. It, I can't remember. How does it appear? Does it appear as it, a... It, it appears as a, as a slim but kind of muscular dude with a mustache, um, like a yeah. sexy hipster dude. Um, right. And uh, and so Ricky, you know, gets to gets to go to town um, as he's been repressing, you know, his gay mm-hmm. feelings um, this whole time. Yeah, and, and you don't obviously... see any of the setup, but you start to see him uh, um, thrusting into the succubus who's personified uh through a a male's body right he's just like having sex and chastity's like waiting like are we ready yeah are are you good to like are we ready to do this like Like, you gotta do it now just another minute yeah (laughs) just wait just wait no you gotta wait just wait (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's got he's got the knife like tucked into the back of his uh his like the back of his boxers yeah 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 Uh, because and then, she has to okay. ring the bells to have the succubus appear, and so she's like, "Can we? Can I ring the bells?" And he's like, "Not nah, yet. Just wait. Because when you do that, then it'll finish the the ritual, and the succubus will be drawn out right. in the true form." So then it's cutting back to the to the alternate reality where they're fighting with yeah. Todd and Abe, Todd's Abe, Todd and yeah, Jeff. Yep. Yeah, Todd's kicking their ass, but then Abe kind of does this. Uh, I know you're you're in there, Todd. I know you, it's really you. That kind of thing. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure that that works, right? Um, they get uh, him out of there somehow. Yeah. Um, I know that. I like, don't remember if it happened right then. I know that yeah, Abe he... definitely like confesses that like you're my best friend, and like I'm sorry that I didn't have your back because it was it, he Abe revealed was, to Chastity Abe was doing the peak. that yeah. it was his fault that Todd got um, caught doing you know this bad thing. Um, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that Todd's his best friend, that he was really sorry. And, and, you know, he, he's, he's like, I'm a shitty friend. You're a great, you're a great, the greatest guy, um, kind of moment. And right. uh, so they, so Jeff and Abe and Todd come back to the real world. Um, and what do we have So here? Chastity brings the bell. Chast- uh, Chast- she gets and... tired of waiting. She doesn't actually even yeah. wait for the... For the signal. I don't know if, if, if Ricky gets to finish, but uh, so now the succubus is out. And yeah, he doesn't because he's like, well, no. And like she, the succubus turns and now she's got her horns and her kind of makeup. It's a pretty cool creature-ish type succubus thing. Um, yeah, I like the black And she starts attacking. Arms. And this is the only part where the movie took me out for a split second because the battle now with the succubus mounting Ricky and she's slashing at his body, kind of like doing these big broad swipes at his chest and everything. And he's obviously uh, half naked. 
is this is where they start to use CGI blood. Yeah. On these attacks where it's like you just see like dumb splatters here and there that yeah. are all digital and it's just like you didn't have to. You did all this awesome practical stuff. Just do something stupid practical. Squirt a GD pump of just yeah. red goo flying. <laughs> like it would be so much better. Yeah. It would make sense. But they didn't. They used the CGI stuff and so it, whatever. It, it, it was. They probably it, shot it and didn't have the practical and then when they watched it it doesn't look like she's doing anything. She's just yeah. swiping at nothing, and so they were like, "Well, we too late. We'll we have some to. stuff." Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was definitely the weakest uh, scene in the movie. It was I the think. only. It was yeah. the only moment. Everything else all made sense. It all fit. Yeah. It all looked right. This was the only thing that looked off, but it's what happened. Um, and it they <laughs> they they somehow they trap her back in the film like they 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 do end up getting to stab her yep. and they they have yep. like it like an ecto trap more or less from ghostbusters where right. they needed the vessel the container and it's the same film canister as before uh they have all the things i think they what did they use they they needed to to burn the film or they had fi had to have fire on it and that's what jeff or someone used that but I know they tried to burn they it stab earlier. Her. Yeah, they stab her, and she her soul kind of just goes in there, and the canister closes. And um, yeah, I think we it wraps and, pretty much. Yeah, there. they 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 go back to the lobby. They finally throw the um the the thing through the window. The uh, right <laughs> the, the turnstile. Yeah throw it through the window it makes a really cool gratifying noise like it's like shot like where it's like yeah they really just threw a, an actual heavy ass turnstile through a glass window and it broke and sounded like that heavy thunk 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 of the steel like you could picture yeah it was a real one and then they start walking on the street and jeff's limping the side of them and they're just walking downtown and that's the credits yeah and, it was uh, super fun yeah super fun movie um uh yeah, I I really liked it. There's not there's not a lot bad to say about it besides that that one CGI blood sequence is Yeah, really... it just didn't look good. Like there's not a lot of subtext or things to get into. It's an entertaining um the use of religion with the pornography and the movie theater. Like there's something I guess the idea is, you know, there's wholesome characters and I think that's necessary with this kind of film because usually you would have like what a group of kids and like they'd be like the the jock the cool uh girl the the preppy kid or like the nerdy kid you know there'd be those yeah. roles and i think the fact that they're all wholesome christian based teams it the innocence of that and the the um the hidden sides of them that they can't be their true selves all the time like they have to keep something closeted about themselves just because of the nature of how certain things about who you are as a person you can't show those communities all the time depending on what kind of denomination or the kind of christianity area that you're in sometimes things are welcomed and some things aren't and so historically uh not and they're repressed and you don't talk about it so yeah it's i can't remember when it's vocalized but yeah ricky was at a gay conversion therapy camp uh to try to get him out of that right and so and then yeah like what abe's hiding because to uh for todd it's uh all that stuff is there and it makes you care more about the characters and that's what was fun about it because it's just a silly succubus story but it had neat setting it all thematically uh well 
uh, fleshed out with the set pieces that were there and kind of interactions that the characters have. It was just a fun, good story. And it was just, it was the cinematography and the way it was shot was pretty beautiful. Uh, yeah. For the most part, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, take a kind of wacky, uh, stuck in a theater with a succubus concept and throw in some really, really good character development with some some interesting characters that are atypical, right? We don't see uh, these types of characters all the time. They're not your t- your your horror movie stock, uh, as you were saying, mm-hmm. right? And right. Um, and yeah, you the end result is is just a solid horror comedy, and and it was it was at times it was like a dark comedy, but for the most part, it was it was just. Um, you know, it was it was a little wholesome while still being like, you know, about uh, the most perverse stuff that you would see yeah. on film. Like to see a nut mutilation scene depicted like that, as for the most part, I've heard of. You don't even see that kind of this gore in like a Saw movie, right? <laughs> with certain right. things, no. you know. Yeah, At I least mean, with so, genitalia, right? So I the mean, next, Jesus. yeah, we're about to talk about X, right? And like, I mean. X had some great kills, but X didn't go there. <laughs> no, it did not. Uh, and I mean, it, it couldn't when you think about, you know, the kind of film it is. Like, this probably could because... And that's the other thing, too. This movie is very ballsy. I'm going to say that. Uh, it's called porno. Like, you can't... You have to be careful with how you look for this movie because, like, I'm like, oh, I need uh, this porno... I'm, I'm gonna just Google search porno movie. Like, wait, no, I can't search porno movie. I won't. I won't get the results I'm looking for. This doesn't make sense. Like, to, to make the splash screen, I I searched um, porno movie box cover, and I and I, <laughs> and, I and I and I went to images, and the, there was not the box art I was looking for in the in that Google image search. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, as a filmmaker. He could have called it whatever, but I feel like this was where his artistic uh, freedom, he's like, this is what it's going to be called. It's referential to, the, like, you know, the <laughs> how uh, taboo it is in these sort of uh, religious back type areas where, you know, you're not meant to, to covet the flesh and uh, right, sexual right. desires in general are so you know, not discussed. And so just put it out there and this is what it's called. And, it, and it's about it, but it's not, was I think uh, a cool choice to see I, someone just like confidently say like, this is what we're going to call it. I also like how, I mean, you know, we grew up in the nineties. So, um, you know, when you were a teen and you found a tape that was unmarked, the first thing you did was, this is porn. I'm, I, I have to make sure that this is porn. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I right. am playing this tape. <laughs> like, so, you know, Abe finds this reel in this in the archives, and I have to know what this is. It's on. It's unmarked. Right. They they go in. They they break. You know, they're they're in the manager's office. They find the his his tapes. Oh, we have to know what these are. We have to play these tapes. Like, <laughs> right. Um. So and that's why they reveal it because they just play it in the camcorder and they look through the eye piece yeah. to see what it is. Yeah. And like you see, uh, I think I can't remember who watched the whatever but then chastity season she's like oh no like oh it, yeah it, yeah yeah um so very that was that was a very cool um kind of throwback to being a teenager in a time where technology was not what it is today yeah i know uh i would uh i found my brother's my older brother's uh, uh vhs 
And so whenever I knew he wasn't going to be around, I, I knew where he hit it. I'd go yeah. get it. I'd play it. And I'd have to remember, where's this paused? Yeah. Because uh, I need to fucking rewind it what, right to right that to point. Right to that so point. Because I know that I was watching it. Yeah. I actually got so good. I, I Well, I, maybe it was my advanced or not advanced VCR, but you could reset the tracking timer. to. So you put it in. You reset the track timer to zero. Play the tape. Do whatever. Get it back to zero, and then just eject yeah, it, and you're, yeah, and you're good yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the old. That was that was the old trick. Now it doesn't even matter. I've I've got a phone. I've got a computer. I've got a laptop. Uh, you know. Uh, the struggle is just not the same. It's not the same, and it's I. It's not as rewarding either, in my opinion. But you know. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'd have dial up, and I'd be trying to see images download, and I'd see like yeah. you know pixelation, and then slowly sure. the resolution would like get on this bar and then this bar i'm like oh yeah. now i'm seeing a little bit of something there okay keep it going yeah yeah no no <laughs> nobody no, nobody who's not our age uh understands the struggle of waiting for that jillian anderson photo to load <laughs> i know i remember <laughs> my one friend in high school was like hey oh you, hey print me some jillian anderson stuff i'm like i'm not printing jillian anderson but like that was what he was asking for Everyone so was that's like, that's what it was she was the she had more websites than any person in history, Jillian, oh, really? Anderson, Jillian Anderson tribute sites. She has, she's like, Man. yeah, it was, it was a thing. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but she was in a series and I remember I watched the first episode or two. She was in a recent ish series where she plays a detective, not FBI. Uh, maybe it was, but she's a private investigator or something. And she shows up to help with another uh, branch of government police. And, Right away, she like sees one of the younger cops or whatever, and she's like, "Hey, you, oh, I'm right. at this hotel, room three twenty. I'll yeah. see you at eight o'clock or ten o'clock or whatever." And she's just like putting it out there, like, "Yeah, you're gonna come to my room tonight. I'll yeah. see you then." And he I was did. like, "Jesus, yeah, fucking Chilean Anderson." Um. So. So what are you giving porno? Porno, I, I. I struggled. I struggled, uh, and I and I have to give it a six. Okay. Six Speak out of ten. Truth. That's fine. Six out of ten. Six, um, out of ten. six out of ten. Good movie, worth the watch. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Um. So, I want to give it a seven. I don't think it's fair to other movies. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a seven. I, I, I was, enjoyed it. I was, I, I can't fault it for anything. And I will rewatch this, and if I want to have a laugh and like see dumb graphic stuff, like it, it's fun uh, for me. So I'm gonna, right. yeah, I'm giving it a seven. Well, uh, also I should say to check out Satanic Panic if you haven't uh, seen it. So. Yeah, I'll have to put it on my list. All right, time for the main event. True Dat. I mean, we're getting there. Yeah. All right. X. Written and directed by Ty West, um, A24. Uh, man, I love these guys. I feel like I love everything they put out. If it says A24, I'm, I'm going to see it. I'll probably own it on Blu-ray. I will, yeah, def- what was the... <laughs> I will definitely be buying X when it comes out. For sure. Was, um, was Lamb the last A24 film that we talked about? I don't uh, think there was another one between that, was nope, it? Nope, I don't there? think so. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's uh, that might have been the only one we've done. Yeah, well, because we, you know, when the ones that the films that we've talked about that have been not new releases have been ones that are related to a different new release, 
whether through the people that made it or something like that. Right. Excuse me. And so, yeah, none of them in A24 because there's a lot of Shutter exclusives and things right. like that. So, yeah, this is our first uh, new release, A24, that we're talking yeah. about. And, yeah, that, it's, it, as far as a company, like, I love their stuff. Yeah. It just came out last Friday. If you haven't seen it, go see it. you got to go to theaters, guys. Um, in 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act, the cast find themselves fighting for their lives. A very uh, ominous um, intro description there. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't look up a whole lot. I didn't watch a trailer for it. I just knew that it was coming out, knew that it was... I knew it was Slashery, knew it was Ty West, knew A24, uh, saw the posters, and that was all that I yeah, knew same. about it. Same. I knew it was, I knew they were shooting a porn, uh, and I knew that they, I unfortunately knew, heard somebody say somewhere that they classified it as a slasher. I wish I could have avoided that, but that's totally fine. Yeah, fine. And then, uh, so it just had premiered at South by Southwest the week prior to this last one that we saw right, it. Right, right. It was one of the highlights of the um, of the event. People talking about X and how it was just blew everyone away. Uh, started to get amazing reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I saw that that it was high acclaim, hundred percent, long time. So like one or two negative reviews came in uh, to bring it back, and I think it's at a ninety six as of our uh, streaming today with yep. an audience score seventy seven. Seventy seven point four on IMDb, which is uh, very respectable for a horror film. Horror does not mm-hmm. usually get above a seven. It's usually in the sixes. Uh, even great movies yeah. are in the sixes. Um, so a seven point four is is super solid. Yeah. So I mean, overall impressions uh, are so, extremely positive, right? Yeah. For us. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like the uh, first thing I you know you know notice is that this movie. Sh- looks like it was shot in 1979 sure. and, and and through the whole film i could do nothing but feel like i was watching um friday one or texas one or halloween mm-hmm. one it, it truly captured that late 70s um not even not even early 80s like early 80s they had already kind of transitioned into into um you know, 90-minute uh, cookie-cutter slashers. This is the formula. Right. Um, so late 70s, they were still really exploring it and, like, creating the genre. And uh, and that's what this felt like. This didn't feel uh, cookie-cutter at all to me. This felt very, uh, very new. Um, but at the same time, it, you know, it fully reminded me of the first time I had seen uh, those those older movies that define the genres. Yeah, it has it is paying homage to a ton of what came before it uh, intentionally. It's it's self aware with a lot of what it's doing. Uh, a lot of his choices, Ty West's choices, uh, and the rest of his production team, um, they know what they're trying to say and how they're going to play with what people see as how horror should be filmed, either making fun of itself or highlighting the beauty and other parts of it and how it can be done and to a, to a heightened effect and extremely well executed and well crafted uh, from just every part of it. 
uh, in the cast especially. So like the direction, but yeah, the cast in this felt just like, like you said, like a late seventies, like where the the characters that they play just seemed uh, sort of like um, horror tropey, you know, like with a certain role or a certain look, but the way that they develop them in the story is sort of like in a modern lens, all unique and it kind of subverts your expectations with how you would perceive them where you usually see them as doing uh, bad or inappropriate things, which in this film, they're shooting a porno. So it's like that lens of they're doing something sort of taboo or as outsider uh, art, which horror was a part of. And that idea of it is also an amazing thing to just chew on. The fact that they're doing this bad thing, but they're all really sort of not the same as the Christians in the, in porno, but uh, they're good, wholesome people. And by the middle of it, whenever you have that amazing moment happen uh, about halfway point, right before the things start to heighten up, it's like, these are awesome people and they're just good, like living life and enjoying life and celebrating life in the yeah. way that they see fit. And you have to respect it and you have a better appreciation for it. And so everything that's going to happen, you're like, you don't want, you feel bad. Like it's, yeah. it's such a weird play with what they're doing how they're doing it though and how you feel about them with the way that they talk about yeah. what they're doing just as we said with porno um the character development in this film was excellent um it made you care it, it invested you right away it's it's literally what we talk about every week how modern horror ignores this thing this thing that both of these movies did <laughs> that the modern horror movie totally ignores and is the reason that they that it's flop after flop after flop as opposed to you know these these like home runs like like x yeah um so i think there's just so much to relevance to what it's doing and how it's doing it that we could just go on forever about it like we're gonna highlight some things through it like this is i didn't take notes because i'm in the theater and i didn't feel like it i just wanted to experience it and have fun and i knew that it was gonna be memorable that if we'd be able to pick apart so we're going to go through and yeah. try to do plot by point by point like we usually do um but we're going to digress into all the things that are beautiful or fun or unique about it. yep and uh, i'm going to have uh probably two or three points of things that i didn't like because i like to nitpick but that is um you know once again <clears throat> it's it's nitpicky um and it is it is three things um and one is right in the beginning so we start oh, off. Okay. okay. So, <laughs> well, or not in the beginning, uh, as in as in the the backstage. The beginning, as okay. in uh, on the road. So, really? so let me get into the very very beginning. That yes, that the very, I very beginning. like because here's the like and a dislike or a question. The very 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 beginning. Uh, this film uh, starts off with a shot of the police car arriving at a the residence that they're going to be at. The, the sheriff is arriving on scene. And this, right from the start of this film, I knew that I was in for something because it's intentionally shot within a barn that's across the way, but they're framing it so that you see letter, it's letterbox film, like it's a modern film with a letterbox aspect ratio, but there's black bars here to simulate the action on screen of a, like a four by three, as if you're seeing it on television or you're referencing the fact that they're making a film for people to watch at home because that's going to be happening. People are going to be having this in their own, uh, be able to see it whenever. Uh, 
so that four three aspect ratio is there and then when the sheriff gets out of the car it starts to slowly pan the black bars go away and the black bars were just it was the doors to the barn that they were shooting from within and i thought that was just a really cool little nod to like we know what we're doing we're seeing this ratio you're thinking about watching it in that kind of a setting but now you're into the film and i love that uh so i have to mention that because it's it, there's those little notes that make this film special oh yeah uh, that are really rewarding when you can pick up on them and so then it gets to the main scene where you see the sheriff he's uh looking at carnage in the the road he gets into the house there's more bodies someone calls him to come downstairs and they get a slow pan up to a, a horrific thing that they're looking at and that's that's all that you see it, it, it cuts to the next scene how do you feel about that being the opening shot the opening scene of the film i thought that was they fine. cut to then 24 hours the 24 earlier. hours earlier and and i and i thought that was okay like now normally stuff like that either gives away too much or um yeah i guess that's just it it just gives away too much and it feels kind of lazy um in this he they did it in such a way that i think i gleaned no information like i didn't see a face of a of a single character besides right. you know you're right like i didn't get a total body count they didn't show us what was in the basement um right you know you know people died and you know people are gonna die like i think they they did it in the best way you could do something like that so so i i, I liked it's it. like something that i dislike a little bit because all that it, it was frustrating i i i like the idea of it but i don't like seeing there's one two three i saw three bodies because right. i saw three tarps and i was like so then whenever these scenes start to unfold later in the film i'm like Who's it going to be that's going to be right there? And I just I couldn't shut that off. And my stupid fucking brain was thinking yeah. about what I saw. And I'm like, wait, okay, so who's going to be this? Or I know to expect two people are going to die here. One person's going to die. And it was, it's just, I couldn't shut that part out when after I'd seen it. And so I was like a little bit like, all right, I know that what to expect a little bit. I feel like it ruined a little bit for me. Sure. Um, but I like the reveal for them, which I also don't think kind of like, I don't think it, it owned up to what it, presented with their reaction from the beginning so anyways uh so i started so let's go to the next scene so next scene 24 hours earlier at the, uh, uh the, 24 the, hours the earlier maxine is um backstage and she's uh doing a little cocaine and wayne's in there wayne comes in and they have a little chat that's a it's a nice chat and you know that you know, that they're familiar with each other and you're not quite sure what their relationship is just yet um they talk about her future he's going to make her a star they're going to make all sorts of money and um does he tell her to lay off the cocaine too i think he's that's yeah 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 that's how he take opens it easy that line yeah. yeah um and uh then he leaves and she does another line and says you're going to be a fucking sex symbol in the in the mm -hmm. screen or in the camera and then it cuts to um do they load up the van or do they? they yeah, are, yeah, they, yeah, they walk right out because uh, yeah. the other guys are waiting for them. Yeah. Uh, so they head out the door. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we get introduced to pretty much all the main characters at this point. Um, Wayne, uh, Maxine, uh, Lorraine, played by Jenna Ortega, who was the the younger sister in Scream 5. Mm -hmm. um, Mia Goth plays Maxine. 
Uh, Bobby Lynn, played by Brittany Snow, which I thought yeah. was crazy that Brittany Snow was even yeah. in this movie, especially in this role, and she fucking nailed it. Yeah, Just na- southern then, accent. Oh, I loved Brittany Snow in this movie. Um, and if you don't, if you, if I'm saying that name and you're like, who is that girl? It's she was in Hairspray and all the Pitch Perfect movies. So right. to go to be in this, it was it was weird. And now and and Jackson is played by Kid Cudi, who um, mm-hmm. you know I know his Scott name. Scott Muscudi. Scott Muscudi, yeah. Yeah. I don't know his name, but that's or I know I recognize oh, his name because he's famous. Uh, Jack. Oh, you mean the character's name? Kid Kid Cuddy. No, the character's name. Jackson. Is that what you? Yeah, yeah. J- Jackson yeah. Jackson Hole. <laughs> yeah. Ja- <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So they're loading up a van and uh, they're going to be rich and they everybody has rapport. Everybody knows one another, um, except for. The little church mouse, um, which is the cameraman or director's uh, girlfriend, uh, played by Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's sort of like just like a a road trip type movie where cool shots inside the van, uh, plowing the va- service van. The van says <laughs> plowing service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just the entendre, uh, just there. You just yeah. you just appreciate it. Uh, sure. And they're going to go shoot their film because uh, they're making an adult film. And this yeah. is where they start to have conversations with RJ and how he wants to do something really beautiful right? because he wants to make it big in Hollywood, but this is how he's got to start. Right. And then we get conversations like, um, why'd you have to pick a place all the way out here? Why didn't you do it in the city? Because uh, it's cheaper out here, and because you know, you can't just do something that, like this in the city without people knowing that you're doing it. Because it's loud, right? right? And, you know. Well, yeah, and like you know, <laughs> the, the whole idea is that to you know, he wants to do something special, and he's got RJ who's going to look at it in a special way. So he thinks that he's really going to be doing something groundbreaking. Plus, he believes that Maxine really is something special. He keeps saying she's right. got that X factor. She's got the X factor. You know, yep. he repeats that throughout it. Yep. So there's significance. He wants to make it uh, meaningful. Uh, they stop at a gas station, classic gas station uh, type scene. Yep. Homage okay. to like every fucking horror yeah. movie ever. Okay. So so here's my first, uh, not issue, but it's it's a note. Uh oh. Okay. Take all right. Take note, Ty West. So this is where um, the the crew would run into the. Um, what, thanks to Cabin in the Woods, um, coined the Harbinger, right? The character that right. is is there to tell the kids to turn back, that there's only death up ahead, um, in your in your classic uh, slasher type. Um, right. And, and so that didn't happen. But what did happen, and what I did like about this scene, was that, and, I, and this was the one note I took, and I actually wrote it down, is that the television actually kind of acts as the harbinger in this sequence. Yes. If you yeah. listen to the, t- the the dialogue from the preacher on the TV in the convenience store or gas station, um, he's all he's talking about is the sin of sex and um, how it's destroying, you know, American families and destroying religion and God and Satan and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and even the... You know, because they're talking about what they're going to be doing um, 
you know, just like normally, like it's normal casual conversation, they're getting looks from the clerk. Like, right, yeah. Like, so she's like, like yeah. judging them. <laughs> um, so, you know, right, but we... they're, they're so, they're so comfortable in their own skin. Even in here, like, they're just themselves. They're just talking about normal things. Like, they're not shying away from discussing what they're doing from the clerk. You know, they're just right. themselves. And the same thing happens for the most part around, around just with each other. They're so open and, and free with it. Yeah. Uh, so this is also where you see uh, RJ is doing some pre-tape uh, or just doing some, like, background, like, shooting, right. getting some things going. Uh, and Kid Cut, uh, Jackson is uh, filling up the gas tank. And he's doing a shot of it, and uh, Bobby Lynn's like, Bobby you know, Lynn. if you sh if you shot it from this other angle, it would look like he's feeling it up with a cock, <laughs> like and so she he's like, and so he, he like pans up, and you see him is like he's pulling back, and yeah, she's like, I know, I know my way around the camera also, like, and yeah. she's like, you know, yeah, I got big ideas too, or something like that, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. she's just more like <laughs> playing with her glasses and her in her red outfit. And, yeah, it was it was just a great cool yeah great great scene. Um, the you know Bobby Lynn and Jackson kind of have a thing on the side. Yeah, they're or, or, yeah, or, the or they're girlfriend. yeah or they're dating. Because um, Bobby Lynn's talking to to Lorraine uh, and saying like, "Is he your uh, boyfriend?" Or Lorraine was asking her, "Is that your boyfriend?" She's like, "Sometimes, sometimes, and, yeah." You know, and uh, uh, Maxine and Wayne are also um, together. Together, yeah, they're dating, yeah. yeah. So it's three couples in a van uh, going to shoot yeah. some going to shoot some porno, um, and then this is where they now leave again in this cow accident, right? Yeah. Before yep. they get to the house. Yeah, they get slowed by a uh, by a uh, like a big eighteen wheeler that smashed into a cow. Yeah, like a gas truck, and it's just commonplace that happens. Uh, they're all yeah. going slow, and you get to see a lot of gore with the yeah. the cow. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, and it's, the sheriff is there watching it. And he's just yeah. kind of like. No. And we we know the sheriff because we already saw him, um, right? Which, you know, part of the purpose of the scene is to recognize him later, um, right? And like I think it's just sort of like the everydayness of this happened, this gore uh, event happened, and like the the guys just shoveling it off is sort of just foreshadowing the the meat uh, that we all are <laughs> whenever our bodies are in that. Right, and right. It's just gonna get shoveled like that. Yep. To get cleaned up because there's no other way. Yeah. Um. So then they uh, eventually get to the farm, right? Yeah. And they first meet uh, Harold. Harold. Howard, I think. Howard. Howard. Yeah. Howard. Howie. Yeah. Howard. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the. He so Wayne approaches the door very much like Texas Chainsaw. Yes. You know, he approaches the door. You see from the inside through the screen. He can't see in. It's just dark. Uh, and so Howard approaches, and Howard's got a shotgun on because yeah, he like... doesn't remember shit about who this is. What are you doing on the property? You're not from the county, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, no, he explains what's going on. He eventually puts the shotgun down, and, and Howard assures him that he doesn't keep it loaded because just waving it around is usually enough. Yeah, um, and Wayne's like, I know what you mean. I got one just like it. In the I got one in the glove box of my van. Uh, yeah. And this was a very excellent uh, foreshadowing on both uh, accounts. And I'm yeah. sure we'll bring it up later. Well, there's a couple that we'll discuss. There's 
there's a couple moments that foreshadow other moments that aren't really relevant because it's sort of like, oh, that's a neat little thing to notice that just took more like thinking about and reflecting on before you catch it. But you're not going to see it necessarily on your first go. It took some rewatch type work to, to notice some things. Uh, so, yeah, so they're going to be renting uh, the boarding house, the boarding uh, house. on the property uh, yeah. that they acquired during the war. Uh, war being uh, World War One, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's walking, Wayne, um, Howard's walking him there. And he's saying how my wife Pearl is back there. She's not well. And I think he just mentions that just so that they're aware, uh, yeah. whatever, that you might see her there. Yeah. Uh, and he's not content with the fact that there's so many of them. He was unaware there'd be that many. Right. This is where Wayne Smooth talks and he's like, yeah, I know you said 30, but here's a little bit extra just so that we don't bother you. I appreciate yeah. your kindness and we'll yeah. do everything we can. To, we won't, you won't even know we're here. And then Howard says, uh, I don't think I like you, Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I, th- I think also the first thing Jackson said when he saw Wayne like come out when they still were in the van, right? He's like, that's yeah, they're looking out. They see a shotgun. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's one ugly motherfucker. Something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like sort of predator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like. <laughs> And he and he is. I mean, and the actor who plays him, they did some good. They did some good makeup. Because um, I yeah. didn't rec- I didn't recognize them at all. No, I mean, you know, it seems like the things that they're going to be having to do, uh, like this is one of the themes that's in the in the movie is, it's not necessarily ageism, or like ableism, but like age and youth and beauty and old age and end of life. And limitations, physical limitations, like all oh, those are characteristics that are going to be dealt with and talked about in the movie. And for the characters to do what they're going to be doing, it wouldn't be fair to ask that of an older actor to to do, or it's disrespectful with the scenes that are going to happen later, where it's like you feel like you're going to be taking advantage. So having a different, uh, a younger person to do those things just it makes sense from a logistic standpoint. Sure, it seems sure. like the right way to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier to make uh, a person who can still, you know, move with some agility slow down. Right. It's easier to make that him slow down than it is to make someone who can't do right. it speed up, obviously, right? Right, or just to um, burden them unnecessarily yeah. because it's just asking a lot. Right, right, exactly. Um, so they, they basically are now checked in and I think they get right to the first shot. Yeah, they get right to it. Uh, yeah. But Lorraine speaks up. She's like, uh, he doesn't know what we're doing, does he? Right. Right. And, and, and Wayne's like, yeah, of course not. <laughs> this is the way it is. Like, yeah. we're not going to bother anyone. We're going to be doing our own thing. Right. No one will know. So yeah, they jump right to the first scene. The first scene, uh, the, 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 the farmer's that they, it, daughters. <laughs> they handed out the scripts in the in the uh, in the van on the way down because yeah. RJ wrote it. RJ's filming it. Uh, Wayne is just a producer for the most part, the financier yep. of it. Yep. And uh, and yeah, so the first scene is going to be with Bobby Lynn and uh, Jackson. Right. Which you know uh, they go to four by three for these shots. Which, right. Uh, the re- where you see the real. Yeah. Yeah. Which which was awesome like mm-hmm. um especially uh reminiscent of the porn from that era too um just like how 
the you know it was all it was all a dude holding a camera right like there was right. no there no yeah. such thing as a steady cam back then and mm -hmm. like and so uh, it has that orange glow the filter yeah to it, yeah like... yeah the graininess it was it was really really right. really well done um and so the scene like the porn scene uh bobby lynn is just like way over the top super vocal and like just non-stop talking and yes and yes yes and give it to me do this and do that like just w way uh what you would traditionally see in in a in a low budget porn where it's just like exaggerated yeah. sexual response yeah and you see lorraine she's holding the boom she's i don't think done any of this before but she's holding the boom and you just see her like she's looking at the she's action like, yeah, like she's like she's looking at in. jackson and then she's like watching what's happening you, know, you hear the noises too it's super sloppy sounding like yep. you hear sex it's it's really uh, yeah. in your face well they they cut uh, away when the scene is over and then they cut back to um to bobby lynn in the bed and like she's got the cum shot across her back and she cleans it up right which i thought was insane because like even suggested sex in movies they like never show that right like mm -hmm. Um, so that was, I thought, a bold choice. Um, but, you know, she takes the rag and she kind of throws it. It, it kind of goes near Lorraine. And she didn't mean to. She, like, laughs and she's like, sorry, honey. And uh, and just goes back, you know, about her business, which which was a, yeah. a funny little scene, too. But uh, uh, So while all that's going on, Maxine's off uh, uh, <laughs> traipsing around. Uh, she's out just exploring the property. She decides and she comes across the pond. Yes. This is all while that's going on because this isn't her scene, so she's going to go explore the property. And this, she's wearing uh, nothing but overalls. They're right. like shorts, overalls, buttoned up, and she's going to go explore the pond. She uh, And this is where you start to see a figure in the background watching her uh, yep. through the trees. And so she undresses, and she gets into the pond, and she's just taking a swim. And this is a beautiful aerial shot that starts to happen. Yeah, this this shot was fantastic. It was just so cool. Like in the <laughs> high up like drone type shot where you're just looking straight down and all you see is just like the, the sort of murky gray green uh, of the pond. You see the dock and you see her uh, pale body just relaxing and swimming out. And I can't remember when they start to show the gator but i don't know if it shows up in the aerial shot or if they then see it just a close-up of yeah you see it you see yeah you, you got the close-up in the in the in the tall grass and then you don't see right. it again until she's swimming back to the dock right she starts swimming back and you start to see it slowly creeping in right uh to catch up to her and they in this this scene is just built with such tension yeah where and they, they like, don't you even kind of know that nothing's going to happen right. because it's too early. It too doesn't early. make sense. And it's she's not the main character. It. Yeah. But, but it's still building. You still feel it because it's like, it's why I swim fast as hell to get out of the, uh, a swimming pool because I'm afraid that something's behind there. <laughs> so <laughs> this is what I'm like, you're just like squirming in the anticipation of it. She even pauses at the dock before she hops out Yeah. and there's keep build, build, build. You see the gator getting closer and closer. She hops out and the sound of it and everything. It's like, a, um, the gator doesn't get her. She, she yeah, it just it just cut it just yeah. cuts right away. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she's on her. She this is she's still on her way back. Uh, and at the to the barn to the boarding house, but she looks up at the barn and 
Pearl is there. Pearl is there. The and woman's she's, there. She's, she's kind of like, has like a, she's kind of like yeah. waving or doing something yeah. like this. A weird gesture. Yeah. But then strange. like it looks like a, it looks like you see a come hither yeah. after the wave is acknowledged by Maxine, where you see a motion like this, and so Maxine like is she feels weird but she's like i gotta go so she goes yeah and we meet pearl who is uh howard's wife and she invites uh maxine for some lemonade mm-hmm. and, she just uh, says Lem- lemonade <laughs> yeah and, and she, she goes she creeps her out and she's like she's very very old uh both of the characters you don't see too too close up but like there's They've aged significantly where yeah. it's really like, like uh, Jackson said earlier, like that's an ugly motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely some old makeup, some like extra layers of skin to make it look kind of peely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maxine does not want to be in there. She takes the lemonade. She downs it. She uh, right away, just drinks the whole thing in one shot. Yeah. It's like, well, I should like, probably like, get, oh, I should probably get well, back to yeah, my friends. My, <laughs> my boyfriend doesn't like it when he doesn't know where I'm at. So, uh, she tries to leave, but this is where, uh, Pearl has a small conversation with her and then, in the hall. Yeah. Kind of about, yeah, she, she touches her. She's talking to her about what she used to do. She used to be a dancer and yeah, yeah. she used to be young and beautiful. And like, that's, the other thing in the movie, they're going to start talking about where, you, you know, that's what she's longing for or wants to experience. So you're kind of planting that seed about her prior life and she used to be young and beautiful before. Yep. And yeah, she sort of grazes her, her, yeah, uh, her, like, her si- like, yeah, or like the, her side, like, like really creepily, like in between like breast and, and, and waist. And yeah. just kind of does one of these and it was like, oh, gross. <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? Don't touch me. Yeah. And, uh, and she just kind of uh, runs out of there. Well, Howard oh, no, no, Howard comes home, so she can't run out He comes home. She says, you go out this way, it'll be our secret. Yeah. Uh, and so she gets, gives up. She's like, what, what'll be she, our secret? <laughs> right. She, so she runs back once Howard comes in. Yeah. Uh, she see uh, Wayne, little jump scare. Wayne stops her right at the front. He's like, where you right. been? We're looking all over for your time. And so we cut to the next uh, porno scene that they're going to film. Right. Where uh, Jackson finds Maxine and... You know, one thing leads to another. The other farmer starter who's been milking the cows, Jackson right. needs a, uh, his cars broke down. Well, because like, you know, with Bobby Lynn, uh, he talks to her. Right, right. He, he, she, she answered the door. And yeah. yeah. And she's like, uh, would you like to come inside? And he's like, much, much obliged. Yeah. <laughs> so then this one. Uh, I she think says, she says, like, I, can, I can give you a ride. Right. Oh, yeah, I'll yeah, give you a his cars down. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah, that's the nice one-liner there. So this is where they're doing their scene, and so she's sort of riding them like cowgirl style. Yeah. And uh, and they're watching, and and her 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 acting as the porn actress is much more like emotional or evocative. It's not so fake sounding as it was with Bobby Lynn. Right. Uh, it seems more natural, but like also like the the tone of her voice just seems more realistic, and they're all watching and just like blown away. Again, yeah. you see shots of Lorraine, Lorraine looking at the action, just like like, like locked so starry eyed, yeah. yeah, loving it, and like you yeah. know, she's looking right at the sex. Yeah, she's not like looking at everything around. She's focused, laser like focus on it while she's holding the boom. Uh, and this is where you start to see Pearl is now at the window. She's watching what's going on. Right. 
and there's by the end of this scene there's a cool uh blending of it where pearl is envisioning her face on uh maxine's body where you see the the uh the bandana that maxine's wearing you know but then you see the pearls makeup in her face wearing that and it's just all kinds of creepy yeah she's like envisioning it and just like enjoying it voyeuristically watching what they're doing yep um, uh, and and then they're it cuts back to them hanging out, right? Yeah, they're just hanging out, drinking beers after the day of shooting, and uh, I think starts off Jackson says something about how good he is, and um, Bobby Lynn's like, "You're not that good," and she just like kind of fakes it real quick, and it sounds right. just like it did earlier. So he's and so he's like <laughs> put in his place real quick. Yeah, um, she's like, "Don't feel bad, babe." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it comes it comes eventually around to Lorraine who who speaks up and everyone is is kind of shocked that she even has something to say well so uh is the montage before what she says though i believe it is right the montage the musical number oh right 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 so um bobby lynn i can't remember how the the order of events happens because i feel like the music is leaves the scene so maybe they do have the conversation they must, right? Because it would make sense that they have the lyrical thing afterward. Right. So either way, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, want to yeah. talk about the montage because the montage is a great scene. So the montage comes next, what, but yeah, we got to do the talking first. Let's talk yeah. about what, yeah. So, yeah, so they're all just kind of like hanging out. Um, oh, shit. There's one thing that happened, which I thought was a great beat that I wanted to just mention. Uh, fuck. This was, I love this part. Uh, RJ shows Wayne, I think it's after the first scene that they shoot there's a somewhere in between before they shoot the next one or it's right after they shoot both uh rj shows wayne the footage in a room you don't see that but then they come out in the hall and they're talking and rj is like oh my god i can't believe what did i just see like people are gonna flip when they see this and like we're gonna be rich yeah. feel how hard my cock is right now right. And he grabs his hand and he puts it right on him and they're like both stoked like yeah this is gonna be awesome <laughs> and like they're smiling rj doesn't give a shit that he's doing it i'm like for me, like that was like, I was laughing so loud in the yeah. theater, and no one else is making any noise. I'm like, this is awesome. it's like I feel like I want to have a friendship like that where I say that as a reaction to how excited I am at something, and I want it to be normal that I have my friend. <laughs> it's just yeah, no, that I, that scene was hilarious, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the, yeah, so they're having dinner, and uh, they made like you know bologna sandwiches on Wonder Bread. Yeah. And they're just drinking beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they're talking and Lorraine pipes up uh, and starts to yeah. question it. Right. 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 She's like, uh, well, I, I liked what I saw today. All right. Well, she asked some questions first. Right. Because About... she, she's like, how does it, how can you, you let your boyfriend do that? Like, aren't you guys together? Right. How can you let him do that? Right. Yeah. She questions that part of it, that she, he's sleeping with that. And this is where they're talking yeah. about the cameras uh, make like, it different. Just, it's just, it's just yeah. make believe. Yeah, it's just it's a movie. Not, yeah, this is pretend. We're actors. We're professionals. It's okay. It's you know, it doesn't make us feel weird at all. That's and they like kind of convince her to like that. That's what it's about. It's not a big deal. There's an art to it, or we're just they. They have a big dialogue about what it means and. Uh, can't remember everything about how they uh how they describe it but 
it seemed very intelligent and uh, mature for them of probably being somewhat young. Not, you know, they're not minors, obviously, but uh, they're still probably 20s, early 20s. Sure. And they're just talking about like it's sort of like that free spirited type vibe where they're more, you know, uh, almost like hippies, you know. Oh yeah. And Definitely. It's just like this is this is what we're doing, and it's it's totally okay. It's sex doesn't have to be a big deal. This is just what it is. It's just our bodies. Uh, and yeah, Lorraine's just trying to understand because she obviously then is going to say how she kind of dug it. Yeah, she says that um, she really liked everything she saw today a lot more than she she did, or she thought she would, and the, and they almost go yeah whatever and kind of talk over her, and she interrupts them immediately with I want to be in the movie. Uh, to <laughs> to which RJ <laughs> RJ is like no fucking way. <laughs> yeah yeah immediately he's like what he just says what like like so disbelief, and then yeah. he gets angry. Oh, yeah. uh, and now there's this double standard. Like, well, what the fuck? We were all just talking about how this is normal. Right. Why uh, isn't it okay for me now? Yeah, in the van, there was a conversation on the way in where she gave, you know, the, the whole concept of pouring a, a little bit of, of shit. And he says, when did you become such a prude? Um, right. So in this moment, um, she throws it right back at him. And she yeah. says, when, when did you become such a prude? And that's when Wayne says... Hey, Let's uh let's go outside for a minute, and he right. Ex- he so explained. the montage must have been before that conversation because like the, uh, because they they wouldn't have separated before that montage happened. So it doesn't really matter. So let, yeah, let's have the conversation. Right. Uh, so he's so, like, she's gonna do it, yeah. whether you approve Wayne, of it or not. Wayne lays down he's the law. Wayne lays down the law, and absolutely one thousand hundred million percent. If you had did not know this about women listen to what wayne says here because this is this is the best advice you could ever have (laughs) she's gonna do it anyway so you can either be the be a dick about it or just let her do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) like and just make your peace with it um so would you you know you rather you want to be the cool guy who like let her do it or or do you want to be you know the guy who right. you know who loses his relationship over it. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna get into where they come back and he talks them in and like they shoot the scene. So it must have been before that conversation happened that they actually have the music. It can't. It doesn't matter the. So like there's, uh, Jackson has his guitar and this yep. is also where it kind of felt like it felt like college, like while college like some people think I think watched this scene and thought that it was sort of. Um, out of place or it didn't make sense you know like this doesn't happen and to what to shoot it the way that they shot it but like for real people like this and of this age if one of them is musically inclined uh one can sing and one can play guitar they're gonna fucking play the songs that they know like yeah. that's a fact they're especially, gonna do this especially when they're practically camping they're just doing it indoors there's nothing else to <laughs> fucking do they're yeah, talking exactly. they're drinking yeah, beer they're, they're eating yeah. This it's, is the entertainment. It's There's 1979, no exactly. There's no f- internet, no phones. Like... So it's completely fitting. Yeah. And so they they sing. Uh, she sings a rendition of Landslide. Right. And now the this this super edited alteration and blending of two shots and multiple pannings of shots and scenes is going to take place where they're singing it and you hear the lyrics and you cut between them singing it and um, Pearl 
in her room in front of her mirror, her hair, and looking at herself, putting on makeup, and, and like, uh, just, you know, thinking about growing older. <laughs> like, the lyrics of the song is... Oh. Oh. Do. Well, we lost that whole sentence. Let's just say that oh, one yeah? more time. Yep. Well, like, the lyrics of the song are so obviously related to you know i'm growing older too times yeah. are changing sure it's but it's like it's romantic it's beautiful her obviously she was in pitch perfect so she knows how to fucking sing well yeah Brittany. i mean so when i first when that, when that first started i was like well you don't put Brittany stone in a movie and don't make her sing a song like duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but it was it just was it was beautiful like yeah. what a scene um yeah, the the impact of the lyrics, how, how what they meant to the characters in those moments, mm-hmm. um, it was it was like yeah. a music video, like it could have right, just and been like a music, how like... your age and the way that you interpret it changes the way that you feel about the song, whether it's uh, love and looking forward to growing older and things happening, and like you're you're putting your mark on the world or you're living your life uh, now and you're coming into the into uh, your prime. And then her reflecting back as an elderly person that all that's gone, I'm losing all of my vitality and all the painful loss of youth is as an elderly person. Both of those feelings and the way that they edited it with the way that it was sort of just like sort of swipe shot, it was just really impactful. And I remember when the scene was. The scene was when Maxine was getting ready for her scene. Because was it? yes, no. because yeah, no. it was. It it no, it, it had wasn't. To have been. It had to have been. They were on the couch. It wasn't when she was getting ready for her fucking scene. They're on the couch. All right. They're all on the couch okay. at dinner. All right. And that's where the guitar. That's is. What, that's where the guitar is. All right. Anyway. So, I think that like, anyway. they talk a little bit and then they just they play the guitar and then they must have the conversation with Lorraine. All right. So bef- before we go matter. to before we go to shoot Lorraine's scene. Um, Howard, uh, so so all of the makeup and and dress, uh, doing her hair was actually not just for this montage. Uh, it was purposeful. Um, she, yes, she she is going to try and have sex with her husband, and right. he's gonna tell her no, Pearl. Sorry, you know my heart can't take it. And right. she, the look on her face, she's is just yeah, she's so dejected. Yeah, utter devastation. Like, I, and I mean, you know, she was looking at them younger. She's obviously longing for this uh, connection with him again. Yeah, she sees youth and she wants to experience life in that way again with her husband. Yeah, super unfortunate. Yeah, a, r- a rough scene actually. It was, it was, uh-huh. it was, it was good because you don't know. You know, it's a horror movie, but you don't know who the killer is yet. Yeah, or how it's going to transpire. I mean, you right. can have uh, suspicions like that you feel uncomfortable with them, but you don't know really what's going to happen. Right. Um, so, yeah, you definitely feel the weight of it. And yeah. So, yeah, so then we go back to the boarding house, and it's sort of just slow shot where Wayne's walking RJ in, and they're all already getting ready. Yeah. Panties. Yeah. Hands, and, uh, hands him the camera. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's... Jackson was doing push-ups. He gets up, he gets on the bed, and he lays down with Hal, and then you just see uh, Lorraine get on top of the bed and start to go towards his towel, and like, and RJ has to just put the fucking camera on, and he's just he's just gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, and you don't see anything else. Her yeah. panties say Sunday on it. It's like it's like good girl, wholesome type. 
yeah. look, you know, with, with right. her. That she's, she, see, she looks so much with, younger than me. With, yeah, right, with her Day of the Week fannies. Right. Um, and then and does it cut to pretty much bedtime? It cuts to bedtime. Right? I think everybody's and, asleep. And it's and like... Except RJ, who's in the right. shower. So, it's, well, it shows, like, Jackson and Bobby Lynn in bed. Then it shows Wayne and uh, Maxine in bed. Then it shows uh, Lorraine, Lorraine in bed alone. Right. And then it cuts to the shower, the shower, and he just... He just He's starts cr- crying yeah. like you just couldn't believe. Just, just like real cool shot overhead of the overhead, tub. You yeah. see how, how he's just feels so lost and like broken down by this. He right. is not able to separate the art from the act. Right. Uh, it's a hard line for him clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that they didn't discuss because he didn't think he would have to discuss. She right. was just a sound person. And his his argument is like. You can't just change the story midway through shooting it. It's right. already locked in. She's like, what I, the uh, frick are you talking about? You, you can't do that in like a, another sort of like play on the fact that you can't change the story midway through like with the events that are going to happen, the twists that occur in a plot. Uh, sort yeah. of cool self-referential uh, referential thing. Oh, yeah. So he uh, he gets out of the – well, the next scene, he just cuts. He's fully clothed and he like yeah. grabs the like, keys fun. and he says, fuck this. And he – Starts up the van and he tries to drive out of there, but he gets stopped by Pearl, who's in the who's in the driveway. Like he would have to drive through her. Right. So he, he's he, creeped out. He's like, uh, okay. Yeah, he uh, just get, radio's he gets, playing. Blue yeah. Oyster Cult on Blue the Oyster radio. Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, don't fear the Reaper. Uh, some more foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> he comes on out and he starts talking to her like can I help you? He knows that he's, she's sick, right? Cause that's what Howard said earlier. Right. Uh, so he's kind of like concerned for her. Are you okay? He approaches her from the side and she, uh, I think she like hugs him, right? She comes on to him. Yeah. She gets close and she like tries to go in to kiss him. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, like, ah, no, no, like you're confused. (laughs) And then a knife right into his neck. And this was immediately, this was awesome. Um, the practical effects here, um, yeah, he, right, she pulls it out, and then immediately jabs again, and then Uh jabs a third time, and then the body's on the ground, she mounts the body, and then just goes throat, 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 and just mangles, uh, practically, uh, practically decapitated how destroyed that neck was, yeah, and you see, but, like, as she's doing it, the blood is splattering and spraying, everywhere and it's onto the uh the truck it's coated the headlights so now there is a red red, hue to everything yes Uh, now okay so a couple things here for me um she mentioned uh lorraine mentioned that her his favorite movie is like psycho earlier in the movie yes and so when he was in the shower i was like i was like oh (laughs) i know it's sort of like you know bait and switch type things or where like right but that's okay. Your expectations, but, and, it, but, that, it, but that's the thing. It's intentional, almost. You know, a little red herring, a little yeah. idea. Put it in your head. Now but, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it. But he still delivered, because right. it was raining, like in a shower. Mm-hmm. The stab, the stab, the multiple stabs, the constant stabbing. It was like this instead of like this. But the yeah. blood hitting those headlights was the same as yeah. the blood hitting that single dangling. Uh, um, light bulb and it was right. it was like okay so we got you know you gave us the psycho but you gave it to us in a different way uh, bravo uh 
It was it was great. Yeah. The first kill of the movie, excellent. And and I also predicted that it would be RJ um, earlier yeah. in the film. Yeah, I was like I was like this guy's definitely going first. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Pearl finishes that stabbing. She gets up and she's like in her element now. There's something about what she just did. And again, this is this is the other idea. Uh, slashers and the, a lot of ways that people perceived it when they started to become a thing is that the act of stabbing is is meant to to symbolize or to evoke penetration and it's the sexual gratification that can't occur from the the killer uh, through other means with the victim and so it's a way to to have that penetration uh, yeah that release via this mean yes and so she's like experiencing that euphoria and she's she's taken back to her youth and she's doing these pirouette type fucking things like dancing and, and arms yeah. up and in the glow and just like playing to fucking Blue Oyster Cult. And it's the whole scene was just really uh, visually stunning. When you start to think about all the other elements that led to creating this scene shot the way that it was, you just are so rewarded as a fan uh, that's knowledgeable for oh yeah Absolutely. it was really fucking great yeah great great first kill um definitely definitely yeah all right so lorraine's gonna wake up find that rj is missing and wake up the rest of the house can't find rj what's going on with rj uh, she so... wakes uh or does she just wake up she... wayne wayne stirs and he's already up yeah. Uh, and he comes out and sees her. Sees her. Uh, I think she's like, yeah. she's like, I can't find Archer. Oh, right. She convinces him to go with her. So it's just yes. the two of them. Yeah, it's just the two of them looking. Um, so he goes to the barn and she goes to the house. Yeah, he decides to, to go along. And he's wearing his little tidy whities for the most part. And it's got Real hat. small. <laughs> yeah, and that and that's it. So he goes to the house. He goes to the barn. She goes to the house. Uh, and this is where we, we follow... They, they sort of cut back and forth during this next sequence of events. And that's really important because the way that they're cutting these two interactions has really meaningful and uh, deliberate transitions. But I believe they follow through with with, uh, with Wayne at first. It doesn't yes. really... There's a couple points that are important, but a couple beats that are important with how it transitions. But yeah, Wayne yeah. enters the, the thing. He's pissed at her. He's like, RJ, you in here? Where are you at, man? Come on, you gotta snap yeah. out of it, man. You gotta get. It's like it's all right, man. Come on. Yeah. Just gotta. So and then she's in the house and she's kind of just like wandering. She around. approaches the house and the light comes on. A light comes on the porch. Yeah. And Howard comes out and he's like, "Have you seen my wife? My wife's missing." Right. And so that's where he then corrals her inside to uh, say, "I only got this one flashlight though. The other one's in the basement. You gotta go yeah. get it." Yeah, at the bottom of the stairs, right across my workbench. Right. right. So he sends her down, uh, and so back to Wayne. Uh, Wayne so hears he's, a noise, and he's yeah. like, he goes up against the back wall. Well, he's he as his way exploring. He he steps on the nail. You see oh, the shot right, of right. the nail. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. The, the the camera's in front of the nail. Yeah, and you get in front the of the nail, down. and yeah. you know it's gonna happen. Yeah. And so uh, all I thought of, like, was you know, Home Alone. Because right. it's the only... <laughs> Home Alone. Uh, uh, for me, it was um, Army of Darkness. Oh, f yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so he steps on it. A uh, little bit of gore. He pulls it out. A lot of blood. Yeah. 
And so now he's hobbling, still yeah. in his underwear and his hat. And uh, he goes, yes, he hears a noise, or he sees a shadow. Yeah. He sees a shadow move from where it was going. And the yeah, whole wall has all kinds of knots and holes in the, the yeah. slats of this thing. And so he approaches it. And there's like three holes in a row. And mm-hmm. he's, he like gets down and he's like... Yeah, and then the other one he sees like a like a like a, just, a shape. Yeah, yeah. He just keeps going like from hole to hole to hole, back and forth, and it's like really close up on his face. Yeah, and like you know what's gonna happen. You know it. You're like on edge. You know something's gonna happen, and you're like you're preparing for the squirm of it. Well, for me, for me, and I and I said it out loud, like a half a second before it happened. I was like, I was like holes, three holes in a wall, and then my went, I went pitchfork and then <laughs> like right into his eyes <laughs> yeah that was great uh and it just oh. is quick quick shot yeah and then it cut, cuts back to to her now okay yeah. and so he just hit it just goes in so, and cut pick, pick, yes. yes goes back to her and she is uh this is where hmm, shit i think this is now it's it so, goes back to well she she goes she's in the basement she grabs the flashlight and she gets to the top of the stairs and the door's locked. And she starts screaming and slamming on the door to to get to get let out, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to remember Does she if, go b- if the other cut if the cut happens cuz the cut happens when she hits the light switch, the pull chain for the bulb. Right, right. So, so... I think that what must have happened like him getting forked I think happens before she even sees Howard. Right. Because he gets forked, and then she sees Howard. He tells her, you got to go see the light bulbs or whatever. Right. Basement flashlight. So then when she gets to the, the stairs, and she pulls the chain to the bulb, you see the bulb, and like she pulls the chain, and then it cuts back to um, to Howard, uh, her pulling the um, pitchfork out, and his Ow. eyes popping out of yeah, his head. His, his eyes come out with it and they kind of fall off the end of the pitchfork onto the ground yeah and it's just a, it's a fast cut that happens yeah. where she pulls that chain and you just hear the poop and the and his eyeballs flying down yeah uh and then i'm pretty think right then it goes right away where pearl then approaches him right holding she, the pitchfork, pitchfork all all delicately and old you know yeah. and then and, just starts and she, to like cover she it a, <laughs> but she gives a she gives one little poke oh and you yeah hear like you hear like the fleshy puncture of it. Yeah. And then like she's like, yeah, he's gone. And then she like, she yeah, she just rummages a little bit of hay on top of. It. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, and she's like, I'll just leave this right here. This yeah. Is, this is good. It's, yeah, this is fine. So yeah. So now we're back to uh, to um to Lorraine's character. Yeah. Or to Lorraine in the basement. Uh. So she uh right so she yeah she gets the flashlight she comes back upstairs the door's the door's locked. locked. Uh she. Starts to can't freak out. out. She can't get yeah. out. He tells her just to stay in the, stay down there. It's what's best for you. Yeah. Um, and so she starts to explore. She starts to explore, and she finds the body. Right. <clears throat> this is so. Yeah. Now this is this was that disgusting thing that we didn't get to see in the opening sequence. Right. Um. It's it's a man who we don't know. No. Like just a just some random man. It's a and the body's pretty old. Not not very yeah, yeah, old, looks like... but it's. But it's old. It's a young guy, but yeah. it's it looks like it's gray, very gray, like it's been dead for a while. Yeah, and it and, starts. Uh, it has been. It's a quick pan. It goes all the way down. We see full frontal male full nudity. Full frontal. Yep. Yep. Pants around his ankles. Yep. Pants and he's just strung ankles. up. Uh, 
Yeah, she and screams. You cut back to her, and you get her fucking yeah scream like yeah. oh, scream yeah. queen. Yeah, Jenna Ortega yeah. is fucking <laughs> coming for that shit with this with scream. Oh yeah. Uh, and what the hell else was this? She she was just recently, and I'm drawing a blank on, but she's clearly like leveraging herself to. I think because she did a third film, and I'm just blanking on what. Uh, she film she was, was in recently. the Babysitter Two, looks like. Oh, she was in Studio Six 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 as well. Yes, that's the other one. Yeah. yeah. So she, uh, which we, which we're going to be talking about next week probably. Uh, so yeah, Studio Six 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 X and um, Scream, all within a month or so of time of releasing uh, horror, where she's such an important character. She's definitely taking on that role and seeing like this is a path to me maybe uh, having a, a really strong career because her reaction, the scream, it's it's on it's, oh, yeah. it's on the the cover of a lot of different arts and postings where it's just a great reaction. Yeah. So. So then she's looking for a weapon. She uh, puts her hand on a couple things, and uh, the first thing was like a like a screwdriver and then a hammer and then, and then she finds a hatchet. Okay. Hatchet. Yeah. Let's let, this is the right. best of the three. Um, right. ru- runs back to the top of the stairs, starts chopping at the door. I don't, uh, yeah. Does that happen right away? It must. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It happens right yeah. away. Cause the, yeah. Okay. So she, she breaks the, you know, the, the inner the panel. divot yeah, of the panel. The, yeah. yeah. She, and she gets yeah. her hand out there. She's trying to like figure out something. And, and there's a couple barrel bolts and other locks on the yeah. knob of the barrel bolt. And I think there's, so she gets the one barrel open and she's still fishing yeah, still, with it. So, and with the butt of the shotgun, he just destroys her hand with three or right. four good smashes. And this is some excellent practical effects here. When mm-hmm. she brings her hand back in, like there's no cut, you know, no no camera cut, and the hand is mangled, the bone is sticking out. And she brings it right back in to her ch- to like to to hold it like this. And and she just is just. Oh yeah, it it was yeah, Man. it it was great. Uh, excellent practical effects there. Right. Um. So <clears throat> we cut back to the house. Uh, Jackson wakes up. So we currently have uh, RJ's been killed. Wayne's been killed. Our last remaining male character, Jackson, uh, wakes up. He gets some milk at the fridge. Uh, he drinks milk from the carton. There's a missing photo on the side of the milk that I think looks like a bearded young male. Oh, I think sure. Could be the guy could be in the, the basement. Guy. Uh, and uh, Howard knocks at the door. Howard knocks at the door, and Jackson approaches and answers the door. He's buck naked. Yeah. And they have an interaction. Some some dangling and, penis. Yeah. Some more yeah. Penis. <laughs> gratuitous. <laughs> perhaps prosthetic. Perhaps not. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, I've heard people say it's like, yeah, look at him, he's badass, and then other people are like, I've seen a lot of silhouetted penises, and this is not a natural looking one, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, nobody cares. I, it's a movie. I, I, I can tell you, I, I cannot simulate this shot myself, so there's no real yeah. point. I can't really tell you. <laughs> so, uh, Howard is more or less saying, you need help. I can't find my wife. She's lost. Will you help me find her? And Jackson's whole thing is, once a Marine, always a Marine. Right. I will, because, uh, and I'll give you a hand. Let me put on my skivvies. Skiv my skivvies, and, and we'll give you a hand. Right. So they come out to the swamp, and he's only got the one flashlight. Jackson's like, that's fine. I spent time in Vietnam. We, 
I yeah. know my way around. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, Spent three and days face down the in alligator. A yeah, right. he mentions that there's alligators around as well. Shotgun. Yeah. Because they, they, they cause issues. So they split up to look for the, the wife. Yeah. So he it, it follows Jackson. It doesn't follow Howard, and then Jackson can't right. find anything, so he gives up. He's coming back. He sees the light because he knows Howard has the flashlight, and um, the flashlight was kind of a lure, right? Right. It gets, gets Jackson to the position that that Howard wanted him to be in. Well, before he does see that, he does find the VW bug. That's... Oh right, right, right. He does. Yeah, he does turn a corner. He sees a bug half submerged, and in the. Uh in the swamp and he sees like a like a make love not war bumper sticker and he's right. sort of confused like what is this doing here yeah uh but he has no time to really think about that or process it. he sees the light as he continues the walk and he he gets to it uh thinking howard's um wandered into the swamp and could be in distress because right. uh and so he runs over there to try to get it but it's just the flashlight and howard's not there so he grabs it and he gets up and now he turns and howard's confronting him he's got and this is where Howard starts laying into him and how upset he is that they've been, and this is where he says they've been traipsing around, traipsing around. enticing my wife. Enticing my <laughs> wife, right. And, uh, yeah, he just uh, shoots him right in the chest. Point blank. It's Point just blank. Like, <laughs> done. They're, Jackson doesn't even have any time to really deal with anything that he's saying. He just, yeah. Howard says his piece and he just fucking takes Pulls him out him immediately. So this is going to be my second uh, note. Yeah. Come on, man. Gun, you know, guns. <laughs> like, guns in a like horror you movie. Should... Like, you know, Jackson oh, was... Oh, that there was, was a gun? No, oh, not, even, was a gun? Not, not even that it's a gun. Like, you know, uh, blow his arm off and chase him down and then drown him or something. Like, <laughs> or, he, you know, come on. Like, obviously Howard's old, I get it. But, you know, there's just, like, you have an opportunity for, for a, a kill here, right? So... Right. I, I get There's that something it's, to be it's, said it's about, definitely you know, the most not real... all of them can be over the top creative. No, that's you know, true, and it, and it is obviously extremely realistic that it would have happened this right. way, and, and it makes right. complete sense to my rational brain. But to my horror movie watching brain, I I sense a waste of opportunity. So that's gonna be my second note. Not, once again, yeah, none, of, none of my notes, all of my notes are nitpicking. None, none of them sure. are are major. <laughs> the, the trouble with that idea. Uh, is that there are people that take that kind of thought process where you want to see something more creative and interesting, and then you get dumb motherfuckers like the people that made I Know What You Did Last Summer involved, and they start to involve a goddamn fucking contraption, Rube yeah. Goldberg-type thing that does this, that triggers this, that does this, that does that. Yeah. And then you kind of find out it was just some young, dumb little girl and her bodyguard that set up all these elaborate things there's a fucking excavator in the one scene where it had a zip line and it strung up the lady. Yeah. That's that's the polar opposite. Like so right, do right. you do that ridiculousness where everyone's like, What the fuck is even happening? This is kind of unrealistic. Sure. Or you just do it normal. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. So so you shoot him in the chest and it knocks him over. Well, okay, well, don't don't let it knock him over. What can we get the hole? Can we can Right, give Jackson? Us, give us the hole. hole. Yeah. Jackson yeah. hole. Blow a hole I, in him and let him stand there yeah. and look at it and maybe Maybe touch it and fall over. Like, yeah. give, me some, give me something. Give me something. See you at the partner party, Richter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. As I get it. Okay, yes. fair All enough. Right. So, just give me something. Anyway. Uh, so, okay. All, all the males are dead. All Lorraine the males are dead. Lorraine is stuck in the basement. 
Uh, and Bobby Lynn and Maxine are still asleep in the boarding house. Yes. Um, so what happens next is uh, uh, Pearl, Pearl, Pearl wakes up Bobby Lynn? She doesn't wake her up. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, Pearl right. Does not, Pearl, Pearl wants to get comfortable. Pearl gets into Maxine. bed with Maxine. And... She still has blood-soaked hand. Right. She takes right. off her gown and she lays next she to Maxine. She lays next to Maxine. She like cuddles she with her even. She puts her hands on her. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that goes on for a little while. Yep. Uh, until uh, Maxine stirs and is you know face to face with fucking right. old ass Pearl and right. she screams at the top of her lungs and, and runs that's out what of wakes there. up Bobby Lynn. Right. Wakes up Bobby Lynn. She just screams. Yeah. She's in bed. Pearl gets up. Bobby Lane comes out of her bed and sees Pearl just run by, like, naked, more or less. So, like, yeah. like freaking, like, just getting, piecing out. And Bobby Lane goes in and talks to her uh, and is like, what happened? And she's like, that old wound was in my bed. Touching me. She's just freaking she out. Was touching, like, touching me. me. And, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so Bobby Lane's like, she's probably all just crazy or doesn't know where she's yeah. at or having an episode or whatever the fuck she says. So Bobby Lane puts on a, a takes a blanket and starts to go look for pearl to make sure that she's okay because again howard said she's old and sick and so she's out of her fucking mind obviously right, she doesn't know where right. she's at she finds her down at the swamp right the the right. pond the it's the th- on the on the dock too right yeah yeah so she goes down to give her a hand and she starts talking to her she's like you know i want to be a nurse i help my aunt or yeah whatever i can like, i don't, I don't need your help whore <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she fucking takes it to a ten right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bobby Lynn isn't having any of it. She's like, she's like, you don't get to talk to me that way just because yeah, you're. Like, well then, fine. Yeah, fuck, yeah, you fuck you. Fuck you. Less. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, Bobby Lynn had come around to the front of Pearl, who was looking out distant into the water's edge. Yeah. Uh, and like without any hesitation, Pearl uh, just pushes Pearl her into just the like, water. Yep shoves her right into the water and for like you have a moment or two and then you just see the the gator come up and just snap Snap. on the head and start doing death roll and yeah and that's it and then pearl pearl you just see pearl and she's like bitch bitch (laughs) yeah okay this will be my third and final note oh the gator man come on really the gator (laughs) like okay Okay. like i'll reference okay so then i i will give you a little bit better feelings about now okay and it's the foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, I liked seeing the gator. I liked the tension of that. Uh-huh. And, yeah, okay, so... It's even, the... it's, even, it's, even it's, it's planted well before that, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When they leave the Bayou Burlesque, you see a copper tone ad replica of a woman in a red bathing suit with a gator coming up and sort of nipping at it. And oh, Bobby Lynn's outfit that day was, the was red... a blonde with a yeah. red bathing suit. So it's sort of like a, a foreshadowing that you wouldn't really ever come to expect. So for me, it's like sort of like cool little notes. Okay. It's there, and then they do it, and it pays off there. Yeah. I No one's really – it's like it's a something that you think about or see later on, and you yeah. connect and you realize. So for me, I like it because of that. But I also agree, like, it's a letdown. That one bothered me more than the shotgun Yeah. as far as wish it was cooler. Yeah, so so you know, once again, rationally, okay, it it did swim after Maxine, so and Maxine got out at the dock, so if it set if it resettled, it probably settled right there under the dock. Right. 
Because uh, right. they, they like to hang out in the shade. So, like, rationally, like, this makes sense. Um, yeah. But... It's but just you don't get to see as much. I don't, I don't get to see it. You know, it's right. it's it's the same thing. It's with nighttime the shotgun. It's in the like, water. Yeah. It was, yeah, you know, it's yeah. not... It's not shot like Lake Placid where you get to see some cool yeah. giant gator shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was unfortunate. You know, once again, a, a missed opportunity in my opinion for a cool death. But once again, these are nitpicks. These are not. This is not taking away from the film for me at all. This is just sure. me going. This is me going. Uh, you know, could have, could have, could have brought it up a little bit. Right. Uh, so. Anyway, I mean the sh- the movie completely pays off anyway, as we're about to oh. get to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so then uh, the two of them, Howard and Pearl, uh, they they meet up now at the boarding house, uh, looking for uh, Maxine, Maxine because Maxine is who Pearl has this like connection with. The Howard, the I think, even says, "I got one of them locked up," and I think Pearl's like, "That's not." The one that that's she not, wanted. That's not the one that I want. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he and even so... he even mentioned something about Bobby Lynn, because I don't think he knows Bobby Lynn is dead, and um, she says, "You know, I don't like blondes." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you don't you don't know what it is about needing Maxine or wanting Maxine, what she wants to do, what right. is the the purpose of driving them to want to murder the rest of the group, but Maxine has special reverence. Uh, she's got the basement. She's got the X factor, which is, <laughs> right. which, which is what Wayne said. Like that's, and I think that is also foreshadowing why she, right. she becomes the, the final girl. Um, as and that like, it's also, you know, she sees Pearl sees herself in, in Maxine. Maxine. Like she, yeah, she, she uh, had, she had, what Maxine has. Yes. Is and exactly so she's sort of reliving it, you know, through her. She wanted whatever it is. Uh, so they meet in the, on the bed, on Maxine's bed. They can't find Maxine anywhere. They right. uh, meet on the bed and they talk and Pearl's still ready to continue doing what they did. And he's, Howard's hesitant. He said, what about my heart? What about my heart? And she, but she convinces him. Yeah. To, to let's do this. We have to do this right yeah. now. And so, so this is where you get uh, yeah. you get uh, he, uh, the sex scene. Yeah, he gives her the old bone. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's uh, like, you know. Uh, so we get the top down again. Ty West really, yeah. loving, the, really loving the top down in this movie, yeah, which is Missionary, fine. old yeah. man ass. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's just, he's thrusting. So and we, I mean, it's like, Everyone in the like I imagine, and a lot of people I know that have reacted to this, like people are uncomfortable with it. They're squirming. It's they're icked out about it. And so, as much as people are aware of the fact that you know the ageism, or like you don't want to like dislike or discredit them because they're old and they're incapable or inferred, uh, but you are still grossed out by the sex. You know, like you you don't want to be a, a dick about seeing them as old but then when you start to see them having sex and you're like how are they really doing this this can't be good for anyone they're way past the age that they probably should be doing this right. for sure without any additional material to make that a palatable experience yeah. there's no way that this is fucking happening uh, honestly or my only thought in this sequence is how is this dude even hard <laughs> like like I, I can picture that like being I, a, a, like fine, I, I, I'm I, like, how is this not sandpaper right now? 
Well, I get I get love and and attraction and and wanting to you know please your wife uh, and and ha- and have inter- and have sex a sexual relationship, but at some point in age, biology just gets right. in the way, right? Yeah, but for that's me, what for I'm me, saying. I see hardness not being an issue. I see dryness being the issue, and that being like, there's no fucking way that they get in. I, it's gonna I, move. Maybe, maybe she's been, she's been, maybe she she gets gassed up from killing all these people. You know what I'm saying? She That's a good been, point. She could have been lubed up the whole night. Anyway, <laughs> so and so here you see the exaggerated pan where you see the you come to the side of the bed shot and yeah, you see they're... them having the sex and now it slowly goes down. And this is sort of like where it made me think of um, Malignant, how in Malignant there is the intentional uh, warping of scale with the set where right. you see giant rooms inside small house and accentuates yeah. the, the action. And here, like, she's crouching underneath the bed, like, and you know that the bed fucking is this fucking tight if yeah. you're really under this cot and that they're having sex on. Like, your probably head is getting pushed into the fucking floor. Yeah. But whenever she's under it, you see, like, a lot. So I kind of like how it's like, they're not going to hide it or make it look real. It's like, this looks good on film. Right. Because she can, cause she can like, emote properly and yeah. crawl out <laughs> properly. So I was like, I kind of like noticing that, like, it, this isn't a real bed, that, but whatever. So she, like, yeah, she's, like, sees this as our opportunity so like, to get knocked out. She, like, army, army crawls, crawls out of there. And, um... uh, Hits the doorway on an army crawl. They're both getting into it, and she, she gets up, and she gets the fuck out, runs right. up to the house. Runs up to the house, sees the van. Um, with the lights goes on, the keys. goes for the keys, sees, uh, dead RJ. Uh, oh, right. Sees that the knife is in the tire, the tire's Right, out, sees so a bloody knife it. in the tire, uh, sees dead RJ, goes into the house to get the truck She keys. just, she grabs the gun from the glove. She grabs the gun from the glove box, yep. Yep, and then um, she goes into the house. Goes into and, the house. Or she hears, she hears, uh, Lorraine screaming. Lorraine screaming. So right. she goes in. And yep. she sees Lorraine, and she Lorraine helps Lorraine. Lorraine. Opens the door for Lorraine. Lorraine is hysterical. Right. And and blames Maxine for everything. Yeah, this I you all your... I fucking hate all your fight. And she's here. She's hysterical. Screaming. She's out of her mind. And she's and just... like, no, shh, shh. You got to be quiet. Yeah. They're out there. We got to we gotta figure yeah. this out. Like, relax for a fucking minute. Yeah. She won't hear any of it. And this happens so quick. She gets her out. She, they're yelling, 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 yelling. Yep. Uh, and fucking Lorraine darts for the door. For the door. As soon as she hits the porch, a shotgun blast, probably, I think, to the face. Oh, definitely right, to the yeah, face. Definitely to the face. Because <laughs> of what we're about to see. Um, and there's a, it's a good splatter there. So I have no problem with this gun kill, by the way. Sure. Uh, <laughs> because of the, probably because, because of the, of because... the reveal and what's going to happen here. Right. Um, so then, uh, you know, they come in and she's there with her gun, right? Did she just she just start right. shooting, right? No, 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 she doesn't because uh, what has to happen? I think she's still hiding oh, for okay. a second around she the corner. Doesn't have uh, the truck Howard yet. and uh, right, Howard and Pearl. He like he is trying to bring the body in. He talks right. about the property, how we just have to keep get take rid of it, get rid of it, or whatever. Right. Oh, go uh, bring it so in the ha- bring it in the house. So it's self defense. So it's self defense. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so he's dragging it in, and he's like, Ugh. and then you hear, and yeah. he's like, oh! and he he has a heart attack right there. Right. And he's from like, her gurgling. Like, he gets scared. Gurgling him. on because you see the close up <laughs> of her face and her 
great oh. back. Oh, they look, it looks great. Just half off, yeah. just yeah. the teeth and and blood and uh, a little bit of bone, and uh, it's just it's yeah. so fucked up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he has a heart attack right there. <laughs> and um, so Pearl then uh, see. I think uh maxine must come around from the corner and now yeah. she feels like she's got the dropper she has more confidence because it's he's just the two dying them, yeah. and and she's working on him and she asks maxine for help and maxine's like what the fuck are you yeah, talking yeah. about i don't think so yeah. you're out of your fucking mind and this is where uh she has the gun and she's got it on her and she, she goes where are the shoot. truck uh this, right she wants she, well, she wants the, the keys yeah, she has... yeah she says they're under the lamp she grabs the keys and then i I think she just shoots her or tries to shoot her. Like, I don't think there's... tries to shoot her. Yeah. yeah she tries just... to shoot her and it's just a click. Yeah. And so, you think back, <laughs> you think back. Okay. So, he, you know, the old guy said, I don't keep it loaded. <clears throat> he killed two people with the gun. And, right. uh, and he, and Wayne said he doesn't keep it loaded. He does the same thing. And it wasn't. Loaded. Yeah. And... yeah. Yeah. It was just a, an effect. Yeah. It's just an empty gun to scare off any would be a uh, person. So right. yeah. And this is where uh, Pearl has the shotgun now. <clears throat> and Oh, and so Maxine tries to run, and Pearl takes a shot. And she's so light and sh- and held it wrong, because she doesn't know yeah. anything about how to shoot a shotgun. <laughs> it throws her out the front door off the porch. <laughs> like like, like, like a rag doll. Almost 20 feet. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's fucking long ways. Yeah, and, uh, and Maxine, because she <clears throat> ran and... Because uh, once again, she doesn't know how to shoot a gun. It just like shoots a lamp off to the side. Um, right. Yeah. It is. She shoots the mirror and, and shit. And uh, you hear Pearl uh, start saying, "Oh, my hip, my hip." Yeah, yeah. Which is what uh, he uh, Howard said. He was afraid yeah. um, she would break yeah. earlier. Um, so right. He did. He did mention the hip specifically. The other thing that happened when uh, Howard earlier locked in the base he turns on the tv set and right. he bla- he blares the volume blares so that it drones out what's lorraine doing and it's the preacher again it's the it's, it's the religious same channel. Uh, sermon that he's giving and talking and doing thing that's been playing and it's still playing and even during this whole scene it's it's playing in the background yep uh <clears throat> and the words that are spoken here uh, by Lorraine during the confrontation with her because there's some things that are exchanged and, and all of it isn't uh, is super important. But the thing that was important for me is during this is when I can't remember how she words it, but Lorraine, it's, it's her mantra. I think she says it earlier and she says it he, or she at least says it here where she right. says that uh, I choose to live the life that I deserve, I deserve to live. All right. yeah. That I deserve to live. It's something to that effect. Yep. And that's what causes her to like, you know, do to do her action. So, right. So, so she says that. But yeah, so Pearl's knocked out, out there, and uh, Lorraine's completely comfortable. She's got the keys uh, to the shit, yep. and she goes on out there. And Pearl starts more or less saying that not you're gonna, yeah, you're not. This isn't gonna last. You're gonna yeah, turn yeah. out just like me. Yeah um and uh she just keeps talking keeps talking and uh and she Max... says like this will be our secret like maxine yeah. like looks at her she's like this will be our secret and puts it in reverse and backs over her head and then yeah and then forwards over her head <laughs> um, yeah pretty good effect too yep we go into Practical. the yeah and, and she she gets the call back of this will be our little secret and uh we go to the we go to the tv 
and the preacher is talking about how he lost his daughter to sin and blah 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 and this is a picture of her right here and it's and it's a picture of Maxine when she was young mm-hmm. um, which when that <laughs> happened um, I had a flash of her recognizing the TV programming from the yeah. gas station and I didn't catch it when I saw it the first time but I remembered it when I when I saw yeah. it at the end of the movie right um, and so uh, she, she drives away she into the there, just yeah. driving away into the the what will be sunrise yep and so and then it uh you see the uh i think the reveal with the church thing might be in the morning when the officers are or the sheriff is there again doesn't oh really i guess that, oh yeah yeah that's it, possible could be. yeah I might it, it doesn't really matter it, it doesn't really matter uh because that happens and that still means that like you see it and right. you and the other thing too is the uh the preacher the other relevance to what lorraine uh uh, to Mac, what Maxine is saying, that mantra. Oh, choosing right. To the preacher life. says the that, preacher yeah. is saying that, you know, yeah. and it's sort of like, we'll get into the subtext of all that and how it's just neat, nice and good storytelling or good writing, uh, just depth, you know? And so, yeah, they, uh, the sheriffs arrive the next day. And so seemingly I would, I would imagine what you don't see and what's unspoken, what we can, we could debate, I guess, is that Maxine escapes and she must alert the authorities that right. this has occurred because it doesn't really make any sense why they would just up on property that's what miles within from the road, you know? Yeah. Well, she, she didn't do anything wrong. She probably drives right. straight, straight to the cops. Like, uh, Aside from there. the cocaine, I think she took one last bump somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. She does it. it. She does it while she's driving. Yeah. Right. Because uh, she's probably, you know, still tired of shit in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah the the next day you you see again where the cops uh were they're coming out of the house now because they've already seen all the shot of the sheriff seeing the bodies and then seeing the right. basement he's now coming out of the house and one deputy is like what do you think happened sheriff oh well hold on like, hold on they find the camera first so someone brings i don't the think camera. they find the camera first I, he the deputy asks him first what do you think happened he's like how the fuck do i know or how, how am i supposed yeah. he like it's just like like you expect, like that's like a normal line, and you expect like the sheriff is supposed to say something. He has no fucking clue. Like right. he, he just showed up. So then, yeah, the guy, the other guy, camera. Look what they had this camera. What do you think's on it? What do you think they were shooting? <laughs> yeah. And he says, he's like, yeah, I don't know. One goddamn fucked up horror picture. Yeah. <laughs> the looks of it, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a great line. Um... Was it on an actual movie poster, or was it just on the thing you made? Yeah, just on the thing that I made. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's brilliant, then. Yeah, because uh, I thought I already thought it was real. All right, cool. Yeah, sweet. Go. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Is it? A shirt? Uh, I think that I saw that A twenty four. Um. Okay. Yeah, uh, it yeah. just froze out for a second. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay, so, uh, this is a, this was a tough one to score. Yeah, Um, I know, so, like, that's the thing about it. When you reflect on it, there's so many elements to it that seem like, uh, it's respectful, it's an homage, it is well shot, it all works, and it evokes a lot of feelings, and 
uh, especially from uh, people that are fans of horror. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily groundbreaking, but sort of some of the self-referential yeah. type things and how it's, it's intentionally done a certain way is still, uh, you know, a, a uh, well-crafted direction, you know, so oh, yeah. you have to... Love the love the cast. I think the cast um, was probably like the best part. Um, mm-hmm. Every everybody crushed their roles. I mean Wayne. Like I don't even know who that actor is. Like he was. Yeah, I've never seen him before. He, he was, was awesome. He was awesome. Um, Brittany Snow was was a shock uh, just to be cast in a horror movie. Uh, let alone her performance was excellent. Right. Um, oh, so and then Mia Goth, and that's the other thing we didn't talk about it at all during the film. Mia Goth plays Pearl in old age makeup throughout the whole film. Oh, really? She play- yeah, she plays Pearl. In oh, this I didn't film. even know she played Pearl. Yeah, yeah, she was Pearl the whole time. She was Pearl the whole time. Is that and that's why? Okay. Well, that so that's makes- why. Oh, that's even. Oh scene. my God, that's crazy. And the idea of like you know how you know if you're led to believe that Pearl sees herself as a younger version, like. Right. It's because you know you could you could say well yeah because it is her, if you were older. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's insane. I didn't know that. See, that's, yeah, really cool. That's that's why I don't watch trailers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so if so, so rating it, how you would score? All right. All right. You love so the cast. I love the cast. Um, I love the kills except for the two. Um, the the dialogue hilarious like comedy that is not written to be funny but is naturally funny because of how a mm-hmm. conversation just unfolds um you know great story super creepy old couple killing people it's all sexually charged i would love to give this movie an 8.5 but i i don't want to give out 0.5s right yeah so so that so this is where i landed i have to give it an eight because if I gave 0.5s, it would get an 8.5, but I don't. So uh, I give X an 8, a solid 8, just a fantastic movie. I'm going to watch it at least one or two more times, probably this year, yeah. um, showing people this film. Um, go see it in theaters, absolutely. What do you think, Rob? I think I'm at the same spot. There's... After sitting with it, the more I think about it, the more that I come to appreciate about what it's doing. And whenever, you know, I've been on certain, um, on, you know, Dreadit, looking at how some people have been responding, and I've been kind of chiming in on conversations. And it's fun to discuss, like, when someone is unaware of how to a certain part of the film, what I can see and how I can kind of mention certain things, I enjoy doing that part. And so, like, I think someone was asking about the whole idea of religion that they felt slighted because religion was tacked on and it's always like this oh bad and and it's like oh, you can't watch a movie as a make fun oh put it lo- on blast uh, and it... lost that whole sentence so what i was saying is that this person thought that horror in general when it deals with religion is always trying to make it cast in a in a bad light oh sure and so that they didn't get why that was included. What was the necessity? Of it. And for me, it's like, well, there's so much going on with that storyline, with Maya's origin, where she came from, what it comes to pass by the end of it. Uh, 
heard using those words from the sermon that she watched her father do. Uh, so how a person of faith sees those words as one way, a person of Maya's uh, rationale seeing it a different way, but it means the same thing. It's just how you interpret, you know, what it means for you. Uh, the fact that he's sort of the star of his congregation, what he's doing, and she wants to become the star of what she wants to do. Like, there's so many parallels and interesting too about that. Uh, that's what makes this kind of stuff fun. And so for me, all of those things make it a more interesting film, but I can't raise it above an eight for myself because I just don't feel that excitement and joy and pleasure from watching it that I do with because it's like it it vibes with me. I, I'm like in a, I just like feeling those feels. And while I think that this film is probably built or crafted stronger than something like come true it just doesn't hit it for me and so if if i'm saying for myself i i would objectively give it with the way that i can see it and the way i feel about it and 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 to your point the point five is probably merited but it's not something that i feel comfortable yeah so I'd, probably, uh, I'd probably rest rate it at the same point score for you yeah so 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 to the to beyond the score the fun factor um for me um, so remember when we did our best of 2021, yeah. uh, I gave, uh, Halloween kills the fifth slot. And I said, right. I said that it would be in last place if we did a top 10, it just has to be on the list. Right. Um, I feel like X is probably going to take that slot for me in 2022. If we do mm -hmm. a top 10, it's going to be in the 10th slot. If we do a top five, it's going to be in the five slot. It is definitely going to be one of the best horror movies of the year. Yeah. Um, but is it going to be better than all of the stuff that's going to make me feel uh right. probably not but does it still deserve to be on the list probably like yes one you know once again we're you know we're not even in april yet so there's still a lot of movies to watch but um i think i think x will make the list yeah there's just uh there's a ton to unpack in it and you know like the homages and everything thing the psycho stuff flipping awesome the other one that was cool, the other foreshadowing, uh, and I noticed this one because it was in the trailer a lot. Of that. Uh, Wayne. When Wayne looks at the footage with RJ upstairs, when he says the grab my cock scene, yeah. uh, he's like, when people see this, their eyes are going to pop out of their head. <laughs> yeah, How is, great is that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. That's yeah. Cool. No, no. The, the, the writing was excellent. Like, yeah. they, you know, Ty West knew knew what he was doing, knew the kind of movie he wanted to make. Um, obviously has a huge background in, in horror or, yeah. or had um, the, the greatest like referential horror writing team. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, I want the guys who have seen it all in, in the room with me when we, when we put this thing out. Yeah. And people, um, some people like have been using the term uh, slow burn in relationship like i'd never felt that way about it i mean it does take time for things to build to the where the kills start happening because it is does happen closer to like this three quarters of a movie and not necessarily half so in that way you can call it a slow burn but like slow burn really evokes more like emotional meditative uh brooding of events yeah. that aren't entertaining to watch the whole time 
or it's more about landscape and, yeah. and experience. And this this had entertaining shit from start to finish. Yeah, I couldn't so call I, this a slow burn because I was no. en- I was engaged and I was laughing and I was loving the characters the whole time. Yeah. I was right. interested. I was trying to figure it out. A slow burn is is traditionally you know you're contemplative during all of it, the, all of in, it a and, thought, in a thoughtful way and that then if, by the end you're like blown away with something that's going to yeah. happen and, and and everything yeah and even if the it's horror doesn't come till the end you know you're still you're still tense the whole time or you're right even if and it's the not final big, twist is going to hit you like a like a like a gut yeah. shot you know yeah yeah, yeah, this, yeah. so i feel like that term's misused when people consider it like i that it is slow burn it is methodical and it but it's not slow and yeah it's not i don't think that that's the right way to character yeah i would definitely not call this movie a slow burn no not at all okay um well at the two hour and 32 minute mark <laughs> um i think we will uh say that both of these movies are definitely worth watching um once again go to theaters uh if you're watching this on youtube don't forget to like comment subscribe um next week uh we're going to bring studio 666 to the to the pod um we haven't quite picked our second movie yet but you know if you follow us on twitter you'll see the splash screen eventually Mm mm-hmm um any any closing remarks rod uh i would say you know i believe that later tonight um uh ty west is doing uh did an interview or is going to be doing an interview with a guy uh shit i can't remember the name of the dude that's going to be doing it um but it is going to be out where he's gonna be discussing the film a little bit i know that they did it already uh, also, they're going to be. They have already shot, canned, and I think are in or have completed post production for a prequel to this, which was in the post credits of this film. Right, for the Pearl, Pearl, the Pearl trailer where the Mia Goth plays, plays Pearl. Pearl. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. The only other thing I'd add, just uh, the uh, the Etsy shop that we're uh, that we have with has uh, different posters and tees related to this. We have a. Uh, Save 10. Lost that whole sentence. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, all the different tees and shirts that I designed that are related to washing it. Uh, the what's, Kedrora. What's, what's the this name of the This is the one store? from Nighthouse. Uh, Alberta Neck Tees. So Alberta Neck Tees is a dinosaur, uh, but Tees is not T-E-S. It's T-E-E-S. It's on Etsy. It's a dinosaur. Uh, it's a kid okay. thing. My kids love dinosaurs. <laughs> I love dinosaurs. Yeah, you got your. Uh, anyway, uh, you're wearing your uh, nighthouse shirt. My nighthouse shirt. Uh, yeah. And so, ten percent. Use the promo code save ten yeah. till the end of the month if you happen to see this. I'm wearing uh, my. I'm wearing my. Uh, my Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer. Yeah, yep. the uh, my Twin Peaks shirt. <laughs> so, uh, looking forward to next week having a little fun with something. That heavy comedy, or, uh, with some cool rock music, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, and actually, uh, next week, Dave Grohl releases the metal album of the fake band from the movie, so cool. that that'll that'll be a nice uh, tie-in. All right, all right, uh, episode fourteen in the can for the podcast for the recently deceased. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. Take care, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>